was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams, for the story that you are about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. I know you're curious to see what's inside. It's what happens when two holidays collide. Welcome, my friends, to our Christmas delight. Come witness a ghoulishly glorious sight. It's time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Please, come all the way in. Our holiday tale is a tale that's quite charming. But during this season, it's sometimes alarming. So relax and reflect. Feel free to take pause while we tell you a tale about dear Sandy Claus. Before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings, all hung by the chimney with care, when opened that morning would cause such a scare. The children, nestled all snug in their beds, would have nightmares of monsters and skeleton heads. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Skellington came here from Halloween Town. You'll notice his handiwork scattered around. This year he's decided to play Sandy Claus. But when Halloween creates Christmas, you might see a few flaws. Sit back, rest in peace in your black Christmas sleigh. <laughs> your sleigh will accommodate one or two more. We hope you're prepared for what Jack has in store. Don't pull down the bar. 
will float down with ease. And remember, no flash photography. Please. Yes, down through the chimney, Jack flew like a bat, clutching his magical Sandy Claus sack. He ripped open the sack and, in moments it seems, created a Christmas you have in bad dreams. Vultures, the mansion was changed. All was soon covered, adorned and deranged. And what to your wondering eyes disappears is Jack's little friend Zero, the ghost dog reindeer. Nothing here was forgotten. It all looks so pleasant. A coffin, Jack says, makes a fine Christmas present. <laughs> a man-eating plant makes a wonderful wreath, as long as you don't get caught in its teeth. Jack's holiday vision was unlike no other. So ring out the bells, there's more cheer to uncover. On the thirteenth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me thirteen rings of power, embracing strength that never ends. Twelve signs of the zodiac that rule the future and transcend. Eleven candles floating, their scent of mystery in the air. Ten telling tea leaves that swirl with secrets yet to share. On the ninth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me nine magic crystals that sparkle with a force that is pure. Eight balls of knowledge that answer with a truth that is sure. Seven pearls of wisdom to keep my love bewitched to me. Six mystic mirrors reflecting futures yet to be. On the fifth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me five lucky charms to understand the right from wrong. Four wheels of fortune to spin their rich and golden song. Three lifelines extending help to those in need. Two passion potions that love and romance may succeed. On the first day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me a star, a brilliant star for my fortune card tree. 
with some treats and some games, you can make a scene merry. Why, even a gingerbread house could seem scary. All at once, happy haunts did materialize, like a nightmarish painting by Courier and Ives. that's covered in ghostly white snow. It's Christmas! Have you been good this year? Oh, oh, oh! What's this? Can you believe your eyes? I like this Christmas thing. See, Zero? I told you they would like my Christmas. Fruitcake, anyone? Oh, oh, oh! I really outdid myself this time. Look at all the happy faces. Season's greetings, everyone!
Round and round she goes. What's your gift? Oogie knows. <laughs> Are you getting a trick or a treat? Isn't this fun? <laughs> I can't wait to see what you get. It's gift giving time. You get what you get. <laughs> Have I got a present for you? <laughs> it's all good here. Sugar and spice, naughty and nice. Have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> wow, looky who we got here. I have a special holiday something just for you. Hang on to your holiday hat. God is coming at <laughs> Hurry back. Hurry back. Hurry back. Hurry back. <laughs> Be sure to bring your gift certificate. <laughs> Season screamings, everyone. <laughs> Hurry back! Hurry back! Don't let the tombstone hit you on the way out! <laughs> I've got plenty more tricks and treats in store for your next visit! Hurry back! Hurry back! Hurry back! Hurry back! Hurry back! <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's, I think, I, you know, thank you, Bren. 
because Bren reached out and said, hey, look, uh, I know it's not the typical Halloween show, mm-hmm. uh, but are you going to start it the same way? And yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, right? yeah. And so we're doing the live Halloween show. That's what we would do. It's right? tradition. Yeah. Great yeah. Call Bren on that one. Like, I agree. I yeah, agree. That, that was perfect. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Happy Halloween and welcome to the Radio Ronin Halloween special. <laughs> so, so happy to have you all here. It's a little bit different this year. That's okay. It's still going to be great and we'll fix it next year. I promise. Oh, yeah. We'll make yeah, sure yeah. that Panda's got the PTO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is what we'll do. So. Exactly. <laughs> I, I need more time off, people. So, if you're brand new to the show, we know there are some of you that are. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chunga. Welcome to it. This is a tradition that we've done going all the way back to 1990. Whew. That's how long we've been doing this on the radio show and then with the podcast. This is a very big deal mm-hmm. and uh, and we're very excited to bring you the Radio Rolling. Uh, radio Roland? Roland? It's Radio Roland. Hey, Roland. The Radio Ronin. The Radio Ronin. Yeah, Halloween special. Uh, I'm Chugga. Way Cool Junior Chandler Smith is right there. Yeah. Uh, We've got the Butterscotch Panda who has been here for almost all of these damn shows. Guys. Uh, Even going back to the radio. Please don't bite my nipples on this episode. Please don't bite my nipples. (laughs) I bet we did see him before like we started the show, though. I did, I, I did get a little bitey. Greg was so excited he was sweaty and had to disrobe. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Greg Pascal right there. Hey, and, uh, hi everybody! And I'm so excited because this is his first as a host, his first Halloween special. Ooh. Everyone's favorite English muffin, Chris <laughs> the Brit, too, yeah. is here. Chris, welcome to the show. Chris, well, Happy hello Halloween, there. Mate. Happy Halloween. So how is the show? Happy Halloween. How is this show going to work? Well, this is what we're doing today. We, we've, um, well, a couple of items of business, first of all. Yeah. Show is brought to you by Quench It. Hey, there yeah. we go. Quench It makes your Halloween better. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so listen, maybe before you go trick-or-treating, maybe you're famished. After you go trick-or-treating, go get yourself some pretzel bites and a quench it. Oh. Uh, 611 North, 400 East in Lehigh. Thank you to our evil twin, Angela Hammond. Thank you very much for your sponsorship of the show. And uh, we hope everyone at Quench It has a very happy Halloween. Yeah, now, that's perfect. Uh, it, uh, we are, are we doing our Patreon friends on this show? Yes, we are, yeah. actually. Uh, so we're saying thanks to our Patreon friends. Do we have any new Patreon folks, first of all? We great. do. Uh, yes, we do do we've actually got a new super fan we've got jim harrison coming in hey dollars a month jim, jim. yeah big jim big jim harrison big yeah. jim harrison that could cut down a tree with a single swipe of his double bladed axe and his big blue ox now that was wow. that was, that was yeah, yeah. quite quite different i got it all the way wrong it's a very yeah, different. Well, yeah. that's a big Jim, just the same. Big Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for being a Patreon subscriber, Thanks, part, dude. Of, part of our Patreon family. If you would like to join our Patreon family, get all of our bonus episodes and all that fun stuff, uh, you just simply go to patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronin, and boom, Bob's your uncle, you're in and good to go. So uh, if you have any questions, you can always hit us up on the Radio Ronin fan Facebook page, or you can just email me if you want, chunga at radioronin.com, and I'll help you. I'll, I'll help you figure it all out. Now, yeah, there you go. Uh, cool. All right, so thank you very much. Yes, Greg? Did, did you throw in the Bob's your uncle just because Chris is on the show today i really want him to like me <laughs> <laughs> so i figured well, if so- i used a, I, if i use that phrase he would go oh he knows he knows what's up colloquialism <laughs> yeah yeah well i think exactly. the, the, the saying's actually bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt but i'm not sure we can get away with that over here <laughs> uh, oh, oh well, nobody would know. understand what it means 
Well, nobody understands me half the time anyway, so why yeah, yeah, yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> so before we get going here with our evening of ghost stories, which will be quite lengthy, I can assure you. <laughs> well, we want to say very happy birthday. So happy, happy, happy birthday to... Oh, sorry. I, I got my glasses on. <laughs> yeah. I have my glasses on. And I look down at my bifocals. I'm like, hey, can't read. Up down, up down, up down, up down. He's playing uh, trombone with his notes. Uh, Andre's mom at AccentDoors.co. Hey, Andre's mom. Happy birthday. So I just want you to know that I ate Alexis's M&M's that she gave me. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, I ate them last night. And, uh, and Andre's mom accentdoors.co uh it's a fantastic local business yeah we always encourage yeah. everyone to go local if you can uh fantastic doors fantastic trim and uh fantastic owner andre's mom thank you very very much uh, i hope you have a great day also i want to say a very 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 happy 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 birthday to jillian terry jillian hey. terry happy birthday jillian and Ben Jones also having a birthday. Ben show. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ben. Woo. Yeah. Fellow podcaster right there. Oh, is nice. he really? Fellow podcaster. Yeah. No kidding. Hey, right, well, happy nice. birthday, Ben. Cool. Okay, so welcome to the big Halloween special. We normally have, um, we don't, we normally do this live when we take calls. Uh, yeah. A little bit different this year. So what we've asked you to mm-hmm. do is either record your voice your your voice or video uh-huh. uh, and tell your ghost stories and we're going to play them here on the show today or write your ghost stories and we the four of us will read them for you Ooh. on your behalf by proxy we will be your voice oh, yeah. to tell your ghost stories here on the Radio Road and Halloween special so one thing that I do want to get out of the way we will not have a show on Halloween correct uh, this yeah. is the Halloween show we want to give it a couple of days to sizzle to sit here be sexy and sizzle for you so because we all know there's a lot of stuff going on and on halloween let's be honest if we put out a show on halloween a you're gonna have to work b then you're gonna go to halloween parties or go to grandma's house or take the kids out trick-or-treating and then you're gonna listen to the show the day after when everything is christmas (laughs) and everything is thanksgiving (laughs) and it's gonna be 24 hours later and it's gonna be totally dated so (laughs) what we're gonna do is we're just gonna do this and let it run for a couple of days and the four of us are just gonna take a a show off yeah Um, this is gonna be a long show too i mean we're gonna take our time you're gonna have to listen to it in chunks Uh, yeah so we have also pledged to you our radio ronan audience that we are going to read every single ghost story or play yes. every single ghost story mm-hmm. that we have received uh-huh. in the amount of time that i've been talking to you here i've had three ghost stories come in in what the six Ooh. minutes we've been the, the, recording the, the six minutes no we just mormon oh, yeah. standard time mormon standard time <laughs> people course. are sending in their stuff late <laughs> yep. uh, i'm sorry those if uh some of them will not be read because we locked it out last night we did yeah uh-huh. so we we went through this morning we grabbed a couple of more a couple more of them but now we're, we're doing the show and it's not gonna happen yeah so i'm yeah. sorry sorry don't yeah don't be hating uh okay so let's uh let's uh let's get to this here so this is the way it's gonna work uh we are going to go around the room and each of us are going to read a story and we're going to play some stories some we've got some evps that we're going to play for you oh there we go and uh we are also going to uh, thank our producers and our goblins and that's going to be the show that's how it's going to work it's going to be a longer show so i would invite all of you to grab your kids uh, this this will be safe for the kids to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be edited. Uh, grab the kids. Let's turn out the lights. 
let's uh, get under the blankies because it's very cold now in Utah <laughs> and in Las Vegas. And uh-huh. it's, it's actually quite cold in Southern California and points beyond. So uh, so grab a blankie and sit back, relax, and enjoy some really, really good ghost stories from your friends here at Radio Ronin. Okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get to it. I let's think you should start us off. Well, I, get, I, I, think, I think you should start you us off. You want me to yeah. go first? Yeah. Gentlemen. Yes. And ladies. Are you ready? Let's begin. Story number one. Story number one comes to us from Lord Snarfingham. Hey. Matt Burningham. Matt Burningham is our leadoff hitter. As he was just ghost hunting with us not that long ago. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Uh, Matt Burningham starts off his story saying, Gents, I bought a house in the quaint town of Kaysville in 2004. The year of our savior, 2004. Uh, He said, I jumped at the opportunity since the area was perfect and the price was wonderful because the house needed a significant amount of renovation and updating. That's how every ghost story should start. Uh, Honestly, right there. Home improvement. Uh, The house was built in 1974, had 3,300 square feet on the edge of a forest gully and has six outside doors. I immediately noticed the tendency of my children and others to run out one door and around the deck and into the other door upstairs and down screaming and laughing as they went. So okay. what he's saying is there's like a circular pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they would run indoor one door and so they would basically create like a, a circuit uh, is what they were doing. Okay. Now, while I'm not opposed to kids having fun, in their hurry, the doors would all, oftentimes be left ajar, leaving me to follow around behind them and close the doors like a good hmm. dad would you mm-hmm. damn chance well, of course <laughs> dad yeah. move right there Turn yeah off those lights close those doors or were we raised in a barn uh, often don't the, touch the thermostat yeah oh that's the other that, one very right, exactly. mm-hmm. uh, often the kids would get lectures about leaving the doors open there it is and plead to make sure the doors and i would plead to make sure the doors were sh- uh, shut tight after they went through them uh-huh. Uh, over time, many of these lectures followed. I was always closing the doors, and the kids began to deny having left them open, which only Ooh. caused me to scold them more harshly. Ooh. I frequently have trouble sleeping, so it's not uncommon for me to be awake late at night and out of bed again first thing in the morning. One night, I was up late watching TV around 1 a.m., and the dog started to bug me to let him out. I followed him through the kitchen and uh, up to the door, but suddenly he stopped short. His ears mm. perked up, his panting stopped, and he stared at the door for a moment. They know. Then he turned around and hurriedly left the room. Oh. No. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, this has got to be Fezzik. This has got to be Fezzik. I think it's it is Fezzik. Yeah, 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 it probably yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. I called he's after in, him. He's in tune. Uh, I thought you wanted to go out, I'd say. And then I turned and saw the door was open a few inches. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I mumbled some curses under my breath about those damn kids and then raised a barn and being raised in a barn or something. Dad, yeah. kids raised. <laughs> born, Which is what Panda bar- just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so, so as I'm muttering uh, something about being uh, born in a barn, I closed the door and I locked it and went to find my dog, had bravely jumped on the bed and snuggled up to the wife to protect her. And he even more bravely didn't want to get off the bed so I could go to sleep so the dog is freaked out yeah the next morning i woke up around 6 a.m to get ready for work i went into the kitchen and immediately noticed that the door was again standing open a few inches holy crap i stood yeah petrified for a moment while i contemplated how this could have happened the entire family was asleep i nervously approached the door closed it locked it again and pulled hard on the handle as to make sure it was latching correctly Uh ultimately i dismissed it when i thought that someone had let the dog out 
out during the night. Uh, something that I would later find out did not happen. Oh, oh. I refused to let the, the yeah, I did. Right. Let exactly. The dogs out. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> you just, who, 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 who? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Matt goes on to say, I refuse to let the thought enter my head that there were uh, some otherworldly powers at work inside my house in Kaysville. Yeah. I mm. even went so far as to think that maybe the previous owner had a key and was breaking into my house only to find that I had nothing of value to steal. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. Well, I was, he's a minimalist. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sleeping well. My dreams were repeatedly filled with dark images of the house Ooh. standing alone precariously oh. atop of a cliff. Oh, with wow. a raging river down below while searching around these dreams i would find secret passages filled with bones and decaying body parts hidden in the antechambers and alcoves beneath what? the house oh my gosh uh, it, it, the uh the uh, the layout of my house and my nightmares in the actual house were dissimilar okay so it was mm -hmm. physically impossible for these passages to exist uh during this time the dog would spend his nights curled up very close to bed and occasionally stare out the window overlooking the deck and growl i was home alone one day and as i was passing through the front room the front door began to swing open oh, slowly man. and wow. sluggishly and creaking as it went i stopped dead in my tracks and stared at it for what have been must have been a full minute perplexed and a little intimidated and with as much strength as i could muster i said hello <laughs> uh, but there was no reply there was no reply i went down the stairs and i peered into the front yard there was no wind nobody nearby and i dismissed it again with the thought that perhaps the door was not latched properly and a gust of wind had simply blown it open a very slow wind yeah okay at the peak of all this activity i was up late one night again walking through the house it was completely dark except for the dim green glow of the night light we kept in the hallway for the kids as i passed through mm -hmm. the front room i got chills the hair on the back of my neck stood on end this struck me as strange because it was actually summer and the house was actually uncomfortably warm i saw something some kind of movement out of the corner of my eye i dared not to look it had to have been a figment of my imagination or something else, maybe. Oh, wow. I tried to collect myself and convinced myself that I was neither dreaming nor I nor uh, was I insane. I saw a shadow. At least that's the best as I can describe it. A shadow that was darker than the darkness standing on the deck outside of the large Whoa. living room window. What did I just Whoa. say about the, the yeah. last investigation we were Yeah, on? you did. I uh -huh. said the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, I have chills right now. That is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, a shadow that was darker than the darkness standing on the deck just outside of a large of uh, the large living room window. Oh man. Finally, I turned to see if I could get a better view and it vanished. I began to hear Ooh. footfalls on the deck as if a child was running around to a different door. <laughs> Remember they had that circuit that the yeah, kids were his kids though. Running to yeah. a different door. I wow. took several astonished step back, my hands reaching out into the darkness trying to find something to hold on to as I, and almost fell down the stairs. Having backed myself into a corner, I suddenly realized that I was gasping for breath and my heart was pounding. Gathering wow. all the courage I could muster, I went into the kitchen and turned on every light I could find. I wow. startled myself when I switched on the uh, when I switched on the garbage disposal by accident <laughs> yes oh, no. <laughs> after i switched it off i looked over at the door and again 
it was open a few inches. Oh, oh come, come on, on man. I was, really? ne- I was never very serious about it when people would ask me how the new house was, and I would chuckle and say, haunted. And then I would <laughs> regale them with these experiences and watch their eyes almost pop out of their heads. I told my grandmother the same thing when she asked me about my new house. She always mm-hmm. found my stories to be amusing. She died that December, and the occurrences stopped. I can only imagine that she had a chat with a lingering spirit that was still occupying my house and she convinced them to leave me alone from the other side. The best I can figure the alleged ghost in question was a child because of its tendency to run around the deck and open the doors. I may muster the courage someday to ask the neighbors about the history of the house and its occupants. Hopefully I don't find a shallow grave somewhere under the house as I complete my renovations. Look at the chills I have from that one. Matt Burning is well done. Matt Burning. Great story and it sounds like your grandma's like standing guard outside just Uh like hey anybody who's trying to come here but I've actually got a serious question as well because you've got a a question for me. Yeah, in Kaysville, there's the infamous Kays Cross. I'm wondering just how close this property might be to the Kays Cross. That's actually a great question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that whole area is just ripe with ghosts. That whole area. I mean, well, not, not just that case, cross that whole area. Ghosts, but there's some uh, some uh, bad juju going on around that area. Yeah, as well. no, that's wow. actually very true. So Ooh. Matt, yeah, let yeah. us know. Matt, let us know. Like, go on, look up the uh, the actual location of Case Cross and see just how close your property is to there. And let us know what you know. Let us know that stuff because I'm fascinated right now yeah oh, absolutely man. okay so well played there's story number one yes who's next I, I think chris should be next it is his first halloween yeah, show right. do you know what i mean okay. Chris, what okay. do you say man? i think i'm good for it i'm good for it i'm good for it yeah right. let's do it here we so go the next the next ghost story comes from nikki larson so hi nikki thanks for sending it in thank so, you nikki. Uh, nikki. nikki so if we're all sitting comfortably then i'll begin i've told the story before i lived in a haunted house in kearns when i was little and our ghost cleaned. Mm. We had a playroom. There were three kids ages four, three, and one. We were messy, and my mom would put us down for a nap and come back and pick up uh, what would already be done. One day, my mom was cleaning the kitchen. She had the stove torn apart, and the burners were soaking in the sink. Uh, my brother fell down and needed stitches, so she hauled us all off to ER. By the time we got home, the stove was put back together, the kitchen was wiped out, and the washcloth was folded next to the sink. Wow. Holy cow. I refused to sleep. Yeah. So I refused to sleep in my room. My parents would have to put me to sleep and then move me back to my bedroom. The light uh, light cover in my room was cracked. We would replace it and it would crack again in the same place. We found out later that my family had, uh, the the family that lived uh, there before us was a single mom with a few kids and the eldest was a teenager. Mm -hmm. She was always in charge when her mom worked nights and, and she was a little bit OCD. On Thanksgiving, her mom and her boyfriend were over, and then the dad showed up with a gun. Oh! He went on to shoot the boyfriend, and the daughter got it got in the way. The bullet went through her and into the bedroom window, where it broke the light fixture. Holy! She yum. was our she was our ghost. I was only three at the time and don't remember much, but I do remember waking up crying because a girl was watching me sleep. Anyways, oh, that's my ghost story. Holy crap. So here's the thing that's really freaky about this. She said it was in Kearns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a kid that went to my school 
who was murdered by his dad along with his sister in Kearns. Oh, and oh, it was wow. almost described exactly as how you read it. This story. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was in the eighth grade. Well, okay. uh, and I remember because uh, I, I lived in Kearns for several years and I went to high school to Kearns High School. Yeah. There was a girl in my class that was actually murdered as well. No. And, wow. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, that, that story, that, that really got to me. So thank yeah, yeah. you so wow. much for that story. And, and what oh. else What else does it show you? There's a lot of death in Kearns. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that, apparently. That's, that's, uh, that's Jeez. Wild. That is wild. So so Panda, it could that's be someone story. Panda knows. It could be somebody I know. Yeah, I think, Nikki, mm. let us know what the, uh, like. Do what, you know the do family? You know the, the year or even what that happened. Or the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please let us know. That is, uh, that is, by the way, I joke about Kearns. Kearns is actually awesome. No, it is. Yeah, it's uh, great. It gets, yeah. gets a bad rap. It's the, a fantastic there's place. There's a reason I lived there for so many years, and I, yeah, yeah. I never, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I can't even really figure out why it gets a bad rap. I I, I actually think it's really, really nice. Well, I, yeah, right? I know why it gets a bad rap. It, 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 it's all just, uh, you know, hearsay from other schools that think that we were. Oh, is that what gangsta- it was? Oh, yeah, yeah it was a lot of, oh, Kearns is full of gangsters, which was not. The uh, the tr- oh sorry gangstas yeah. I nice good job panda. Properly. good good save yeah, there yeah, panda there you go. nice going okay right. so who's next I think it should be panda what do you think panda, panda are you ready panda. are you ready for are yours, you ready man? for your yeah, Halloween yeah, ghost yeah, story yeah, I'm I'm totally ready here so <clears throat> all right <clears throat> here he goes <clears throat> all right so this one comes from Eric Chewy Olszewski Chewy nice. hey, hey Chewy all right very nice thanks hey, man thank you thank you. All right, so he says, so my first one, uh, he's got actually a couple stories here. So my first one happened in October of 2020. I was working my former uh, asbestos abatement job at the Old Salt Lake International Airport. Oh, asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, so this is, wait, hold on. This is recently. This is recent, yeah, because they just barely switched jobs. Yeah, okay. Wow. And first of all, I got to say, there was a lot of weird stuff with that airport because my grandfather, once upon a time, worked at the airport. I worked there Um, for years. Yeah, and if you remember, at one point, there were a couple... crashes at the uh, the site where my grandpa even told me about how he still can smell the burning flesh of some of the people on one of the flights that oh. crashed there oh, yeah, 19, oh. which is creepy in its own right so i mean this airport's yeah. had a history it's, it's mm-hmm. been there for Indeed. so long anyway he goes on saying we were working on the old terminal one and we were in the process of setting up one of the large containments to uh, prevent asbestos contamination of for reference the containment stretched the entire length of the whole terminal oh, oh that's a huge terminal then. right there yeah, yeah. That, uh, terminal one was massive yeah yeah wow. so, so this is what i kind of do for my big boy job as well this stuff when we say containment it's like full height plastic like really dense yeah. deep kind of plastic with with exactly. like sealed doors and these kind of positive air machines that pull air in and out so it makes it very clinical it's like an episode of dexter if anybody knows what i'm talking okay. about yeah. really it, it looks, looks a lot plastic, like that yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay huh. okay he says we were on the scaffolds that put us right up to the ceiling to get rid of the popcorn ceiling so uh, we needed to put a few layers of cardboard to cover the holes in the scaffold. 
Okay. And I can only imagine just how much cardboard you would actually have to put up there to cover oh, up yeah. everything. To make that happen. In Terminal 1? Yeah, uh, like, an yeah, Amazon yeah. Where, it's, uh, like an Amazon warehouse full of cardboard. Yes, <laughs> Honestly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He says, so there I was just taping the cardboard down and I'm listening to Chunga's Haunted Old Mill Stories bonus episode up on Patreon, by the way, everybody. <laughs> thank you, thank you Joey. Joey. Thank you, Panda. <laughs> yeah. Which I think we need more stories from there, he goes on to say. Oh, okay. So, Chung, I mean, just, just for future episodes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can that. do that. We can do that. Yeah. As Chunga was talking about working security at the airport, he told a story about how he found a dead body as yeah, soon the, as Chunga said, huh? yeah, as soon yeah. as Chunga said the phrase, there's a body staring at me, I felt a tap on my right shoulder. Oh, so I turned oh, wow. around to see who was trying to get my attention and there was no one there. Wow. Nobody at all. I looked around. <laughs> I was about 20 feet from any other coworker, and there was no way for somebody or anybody could have snuck up and gotten quickly enough away that, is that they would have tapped my shoulder. It was oh, almost yeah. like that individual knew I was listening to that episode and wanted to let me know that, hey, that was me. I was there. Wow. Um, That's terrifying. So That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I believe this. That airport mm -hmm. was extremely haunted. Was it really? Oh, yeah. It was very creepy. I worked there for years. Uh -huh. uh, going back in the bag areas and things like that in between flights was creepy as hell. It was a, a scary, scary place to work. Uh, especially in the middle of the night working graves and things like that. The, the story that mm -hmm. Chewie is talking about was uh, there's a, there was an observation area where you could park your car and watch and it was at the end of the runway, one of the runways, and you could watch the planes land and take off right over the top of you. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, most airports have this, like Reed International. Reed does now, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, most airports have one of these. And it was, a, it was actually an early summer day. Uh, when this happened, I, I was out there and saw a, uh, a car. It was a maroon car. And it looked like the windows were blacked out. And the car wasn't running. Mm. And I sat there for a minute and it looked like it just, I, there's just, you know how people get those tugs, something isn't right. So mm -hmm. I walked over to it and with my, my mag light, I tapped on the window because I couldn't see inside of it. Mm -hmm. And as I tapped on the window, the reason I couldn't see inside of it was because it was full of flies. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Ew. Ew. flies on the seven. window. Yeah, like so, yeah, so or, or the yeah. Amityville horror. Yeah, yeah. He's, exactly. Yeah, he'd yeah. been there for several days. Oh, uh, mm. he'd been there over a weekend oh. uh, and uh, had killed himself in the car. Oh, wow! And sure enough, the flies moved, and there was a guy inside staring at me, eyes wide open, uh, who oh, had yeah. expired. Yeah, with a, yeah, he had a blanket wrapped around him, and you know, had yeah, that was Holy it. Holy cow! So. Um, yeah. And guys, yeah. let's face it. I'd rather take all the hauntings at the old uh, Salt Lake International Airport 
than the new airport right now because it sucks. <laughs> I was worried. I'm like, are these ghost stories from like the walk to Terminal B? Is it just the souls that got lost on that walk? Is that what happened? Like, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you're a great stuff. Yeah, that That's one's awesome. Yeah. Well done, All right. Joey. Well, All right. And, and oh, is there more? Second story. Yeah, he's Ooh. actually got a second story from Utah State University. Ooh. Oh, he does. So okay. He says, I've also had a lot of experiences up here on Utah State University's campus. There's a lot of places that are supposedly haunted up here and i got the joy of working in them <laughs> he, he laughed at himself for oh, oh, I, okay, that, okay. I thought that so. was you for a minute panda i didn't know for no sure. no no i i would not be laughing at him for laughing at that so. okay i got you i got you yeah a recent uh, one i had was at the uh the Kane Lyric Theater in downtown Logan. Oh, the okay. Lyric okay. Theater yeah, yeah. is haunted by a ghost named Everett, who was Ooh. supposedly mm. murdered in the venue. We were showing people around the venue, including going down into the original dressing rooms which dressing rooms let's face it they're always haunted by something right oh yeah yeah I mean, there's, there's always a lot of passion in theaters uh -huh. you know I, and exactly. a lot of emotion in theaters that's right. why i think theaters tend to be more haunted to oh, be honest. 100 yeah, yeah. yeah certainly while we are down there we didn't have the lights on inside the dressing room at the time and as the tour guide was talking about everett the lights flickered on and off just oh, a, wow. just a quick flash and it spooked everybody oh yeah the group came out of the room ass over tea kettle which i love <laughs> that phrase first of all i checked the light switch and it was off and there's only one light switch in the room so there is no way that any could be missing with our group Ooh. Okay. Anytime like lights well, flash in, in a ghost hunt, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's the scariest well, damn and, thing. And you know what? I hate to, I hate to say it, but it's with good reason. Oh yeah. Um, I, lights, uh, it, it doesn't take a lot of energy to manipulate a light bulb. Yeah. It really Certainly. doesn't to, to cause okay. a fluctuation. I think that's, I think that's why it tends to happen. Yeah, so. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well so, done, Joey. Yeah. So if you guys are cool Thanks, and you want to take a break yeah. from, and our, the golden voice himself, Ken Kruger has actually submitted a story for us. Because oh, yes. we, we had talked about <laughs> the history of, Freddy Krueger being named about uh -huh. a relative of his and so yeah. he's like hey I want to send in a story for the, for the Halloween special so are you guys cool if I play that before I read my, my absolutely story? Yeah, yeah I would love to totally. I, 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 think, I think this is cool knowing that, that Ken Krueger this is no joke what Chandler says is absolutely true. Our very own Ken Kruger, uh, Freddy Krueger, the, uh, the 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 slasher villain, yeah. was based on a real guy. Yeah, that real guy was Ken Kruger's uncle. Oh man, <laughs> that's so crazy. Ken Kruger, yeah, right? and his name was Fred Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. So okay, so here's Ken with the whole thing. This is awesome. gonna be great. Here we go. Okay, so here's my uncle Freddy Kruger story. So my name is Ken Kruger. Kruger is spelled K-R-U-E. G-E-R. The E in there is kind of an uncommon way of spelling Kruger, and it always freaked me out as a kid, being a child of the 80s that I was, and of course knowing all about Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Kruger, even though I wasn't allowed to watch the movies, that Freddy spelled his name with the familiar E in there is the same place that we have it. So it turns out that my dad and his older brother, who's 16 months older than he is, so they went to junior high and high school one year apart, and uh, my dad's name is Siegfried, and my uncle's name is Manfred. 
So the roughneck inner city kids that they went to school with are like, we're not going to learn these two weird Kruger names. So we're just going to call them, taking the last parts of their name, Freddy 1 and Freddy 2. So the story is my uncle Manny, he's a teddy bear of a guy now, but he was, shall we say, kind of a douchebag of a dude way back in the day. He was a roid head, <laughs> not nice, bully the whole nine yards. So I'm at work one day many years ago, like 99, 2000, somewhere around there, and just talking about how my name is spelled the same as Freddy Krueger. And just by mode of conversation, my manager says to me, you know, I did read that Wes Craven, the writer-director of Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, named his protagonist after a high school bully. So hmm. I start thinking, oh, that's kind of strange. So being 1999 or the year 2000, I go home to the fledgling internet in my parents' house and probably typed up on AOL and looked up some records. And sure enough, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, is. Wes Craven went to high school with my uncle and my father. Wow. wow. So I got on the phone that oh. night, called Cleveland, Ohio, and said, Uncle Manny, does the name Wes or Wesley Craven mean anything to you? To which he responded, now, why does that name sound so familiar to me? <laughs> and then I said to him, because, Uncle Manny, I'm just about positive you're Freddy Krueger. Holy cow. That no. is fantastic. <laughs> so Freddy Krueger wow. didn't even know he was Freddy Krueger. I had no clue. The, 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 what the a cool story. Based on I love that, that it was well, Freddy 1 and Freddy 2 because they just didn't yeah. want to yeah. make it. Like, <laughs> they were like, no, we're not doing that. that. That's crazy. That's wild. Well, I, Holy I actually cow. have a, a special question for those of us who grew up in Utah. Is uh, Somehow, is he also related to Mr. Kruger from Mr. Kruger's Christmas? I, he Jimmy has to Stewart. be. Am I wow. right? I, I would think That's so. That's a total I, local joke now, right If you really, really, really want to blow is. my mind, if he's related to Johnny Lingo, I'll be really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Mohana, you ugly. You a 10-cow wife. You a 10-cow wife? Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, oh, wow. That was great. Poor Thank Chris, you, Ken. Poor Chris is like, what? Know, Chris Googling, is like Googling, Googling everything. <laughs> Johnny Lingo. Um, uh, all right, right, Chandler. Are you okay if I read one now? Let's do it. Here awesome. we go. Awesome. All right. So this comes from the man himself, Ash Jenkins. Tasty like Ooh. a raindrop, we, we like to call it. Oh, My grandfather was in World War II and was uh, killed in a plane crash. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, my father never knew him. This was a hard topic for my dad to ever talk mm. about. I went my entire life without ever seeing a picture of him until I was in my 30s. Mm. But for some reason, I've always felt close to him. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. I was finally able to see a picture of him and learn about his life well after my dad had passed away. Now that I have pictures of him on my desk, etc. Anyway, here is my experience. A few months had passed and uh, I was really, really struggling with life. I was depressed all the time, struggling just to kind of survive, I felt like. So oh. my office for my day job is actually located in my basement. So he's working from home. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he nice. says, I have a desk where I have to type all these long reports. My wife works a day job and my kids go to school. So he's basically alone in the house all day. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One day I was having a tough day and I was sitting there looking at my grandpa's picture and I heard footsteps upstairs and they were really loud. Mm. Uh, I thought maybe my wife had come home or something or my kids were sloughing school all of a sudden i hear the footsteps start walking down the stairs and at the bottom of the stairs was a door leading to the basement i thought someone was coming down to see me or get something so i didn't think much of it so the footsteps got to the bottom of the stairs i look back at the door and the handle starts to turn the door nice. opens oh, and there's cool. no one there nobody there sure. no one there Ugh, that's so good did he say how long ago this was he didn't actually know we should we huh. should ask let us know man yeah uh, he yeah. says i'm freaking out because if someone was playing a trick on me they would have had to run all the way back up the stairs and i would have heard them 
as the door is open, I feel something really cold go past me, which we've talked about, you yeah. know, countlessly mm-hmm. in, in yeah. ghost thoughts. Yep. Um, on my desk, I have some things that are taped to sort of a shelf that holds books, etc. Uh, there are four or five things that are taped down on the top that kind of dangle down from the top of the bookshelf. One of these is a picture of my kids, some passwords for work stuff, but right in the middle is a picture of the squadron logo that my grandpa was in, the 339th. Okay. I took, I take a look at this thing and it starts moving all over the place. Oh, wow. All of the other pictures are completely stationary. This thing is going nuts, going back and forth, twisting. The 339 thing. Yeah, the patch from from his squadron. All right. Um, Then I feel, uh, it did this for about 10 seconds long. Then I feel the cold uh, chill go past me again. I hear the footsteps go back up the stairs and that was it. He was there to check out his patch. He goes, there was no doubt that this is my grandpa telling me to keep going to get through what was really, really hard and that he's watching over me. Nice. Story. Dude, yeah. that is awesome. It's great. Woo. It's not even a scary ghost story. It's awesome. That's a great story, man. Yeah, well, yeah, well done. Yeah. Right yeah. Well done. That's, oh, that's uh, awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah, that was grandpa's, cool. All right. Grandpa's, grandpa's got your back. He's, he's watching over yeah. you. That's cool. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got you six. Uh, all right. So I think, uh, Chunga, I think that's oh, you. So I, I, think you're, I think you're next now. I get to go again. As yeah. promised, we're going to read every single one of these ghost stories that came in by the cutoff. Yes, unless we were mm-hmm. recording. And even a couple that are after, or we're going to play the recording. Next up is our good friend, D-Dog of D-Dog and Nanny Pants. It's Dennis hey, Gaunt. My old hey. bandmate. Hey, Your there old he is. Bandmate, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dennis Gaunt. He says, Hey guys, I don't know if this qualifies as an official ghost story, but it ranks as one of the most unusual and weird things I've ever experienced. So here goes. Cool. Way back when I was a missionary in New Zealand, we were knocking on doors in a small rural town. We were on the outskirts of town where homes uh, were further and further apart. When we walked down a long unpaved path that led to these thick patches uh, patches of trees, we could see a house way further back. So we went ahead. The path emptied into a large clearing with trees and bushes all around. It created a literal wall all the way around this house and path. In the dead center of this clearing was a house that looked like it was at least a couple of hundred years old, and it was in a very bad condition. It looked like it had been built by hand and barely kept up on repairs over the years. Okay. The whole house Mm. looked like it was out of place because no other house in the area looked that old. As soon as we crossed the threshold of the wall of trees, everything suddenly felt different. It was unnaturally quiet in the clearing. No birds were singing. No bugs were chirping. I couldn't hear any cars going by on the road. I couldn't even hear any breeze, which had been blowing as we walked up to the house, rustling through the leaves. The only way I can describe it is that it felt like we had walked into a dead zone, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. where everything had just stopped. Oh, Hmm. we've had experiences like this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, you know, like stuff goes haywire and everything around you is just dead silent yeah absolutely wow. he yeah. says he this says all the windows last, you know, this happened to me last year with the old mill if you remember I went to the old mill just to check it out for the first time and the uh, birds were singing it was a windy day and as I got to the chain link fence at the old mill in Cottonwood mm-hmm. everything just went silent there was no birds chirping the wind was what absolutely does. quiet and it just yeah. freaked me freaked me out just like oh, wow. just like Dennis oh, yeah. said, you know what I mean. Same kind of thing. It just kind of stops, and it, it's the the absence of silence is so noticeable. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that happens well, in those those places that are so rich, like the Dern Mansion or the uh, the Haunted Old Mill. The Dern Mansion mm-hmm. looks dark even in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. And if you've ever wanted to experience what that's like, I I recommend go watch the movie Carnival of Souls from the sixties. Great movie. Oh, yes. in yeah. Utah. Because there's parts of that movies where that actually happens where I'm like, I've experienced that before. 
Yep. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, good, good, good shout, as they say in England. Right? Good <laughs> oh, shout. Thanks. Thank. thank uh, I, I hope Chris likes me. Um, uh, all the windows and the doors of the house were open, but there was no light coming from inside the house. That's what I'm talking about. Like with the Durham Mansion, it's yeah, right. it looks dark mm-hmm. inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no sound, no smells, no dinner being cooked, no fire in the fireplace. It was a big, empty, dark house in the middle of a big, empty clearing. Uh, I looked at my missionary companion and said, what do you think? Should we even bother? He said, it doesn't look like anyone lives here. I agreed, and we were about to leave when I looked at the house one last time. But this time, there was an old Maori woman. Maori, we all know what a Maori is, right? It's an indigenous, uh, yeah. indigenous yeah. New Zealand. Yep. Uh, there was an old Maori mm-hmm. woman standing in the open doorway. The whole house looked like it would creak with every single step, but I didn't hear a single thing. One second, she was there, and then when I looked back, there she was. One second, she wasn't there, excuse me. Oh, wow. And then the the next second I looked back and there she was. She wasn't dressed in what I would consider modern clothing, but she was wearing a simple dark dress that stretched almost to her feet. I waved at her and said hello, but she just looked back at us with an almost blank expression on her face. Oh. I called hello again and took a step towards her, ready to be all friendly, and then she just held up her hand and said something in Maori that I didn't fully understand. In fact, I only recognized two words, go back. Which she repeated again. Oh, man. I looked at my companion again, and he had this look on his face like, nope, and I agreed. (laughs) We turned to leave, and the whole time I walked back towards the trees we had passed, I could feel her eyes on me. And and, uh, and we had this uh, overwhelming sense of dread until we passed that threshold of trees. As soon Mm. as we did, it was like time started back up again. I could hear birds singing, saw cars passing on the road, could feel the breeze on my face, and it was... Was like we literally crossed back into the real world again i looked back mm-hmm. at the house one last time but the woman was gone to this day i have no idea what the whole situation was it could be something as simple as someone just trying to get the missionaries off her property which sure <laughs> uh and me reading too much into it but i would have to say whenever i think about that experience my skin crawls a little and i can feel the old woman's eyes behind me that's Ew. dennis gone hmm. so what he's that's describing a- that's a real thing Oh yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. experienced oh, yeah. it in a couple of different places. Uh, the old mill is is by far the strongest, but I've also felt it at the Dern Mansion at the uh, at Lagoon, and I've uh, also felt it at Asylum Forty Nine in one particular room out in Tooele. Oh really? Yeah. Where everything tends to stop. In fact, we had an incident where one of the guys that we were ghost hunting with, we went through the spook alley at Asylum Forty Nine, and he was holding on to my coat Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden his coat was i felt a release on my coat and he was no longer there yeah we came out through the spook alley it wasn't it wasn't open at the time we were investigating but we were in a maze and he was hanging on to my coat okay um as he came out of the spook alley or we came out of the spook alley he was nowhere to be found and it took us about 20 minutes for him to come out. And he goes, I feel like I was in there for hours and hours and hours. I couldn't find my way out. Oh, oh! I was just wandering wow. for hours and hours and hours. My flashlight's dead. He goes, look, my flashlight went dead. I couldn't find my way out. I was in there that whole time. I was like, dude, you're in there for like 15 minutes. Oh, and he felt like it was hours. Yeah. He felt like it was hours that he was yeah. in there. Oh, man. That's what happens in those dead zone areas. I, I think that oh, you yeah. know people call them portals. There's a lot of different names yeah. for them, but that's real, D-Dog. That's that's a real thing. Uh, one of the biggest yeah. ones for me was uh, Ted Bundy's Cabin, which I remember yeah, yeah. You, know, you being a this is called classic dad movie. You're like, hey, school sucks. Let's, let's get you out of school early. Let's go investigate Ted Bundy's Cabin. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we went up there, and yeah, sure enough, we walk up, and you know the birds stop. Every, the, the traffic yeah. on the street nearby completely mm-hmm. stops. Yep. And then I see the like, 
this weird kind of like half dress of like a lady in white go behind a, a tree and then she was gone and completely disappeared yep and then all of a sudden birds start chirping again the trees start rustling a very similar weird. situation yeah, yeah. Weird that was stuff. nuts well, and same for me when we went to the mob museum there's a room in that mob museum as soon as i yeah. step over the threshold everything else like it was like i was in a completely different world at the time yeah and as soon I know as the i know you're talking about yeah yeah as soon as i stepped over the threshold to go out everything went back to normal huh. and uh, guys quite honestly when i was hearing that story i was kind of half expecting the old lady to do a haka while you know she was like kumate, exactly I was, I was kind of get, expecting that would have happened and that's what really scared him but get up my lawn <laughs> i was a little disappointed that it that's not actually what happened yeah that uh, didn't happen man, that's didn't so happen, good dude. sorry yeah, well sorry, done man. man that was that was a good sorry, one sorry yeah. okay yeah, so chris story. you're next it's chris yeah, yeah chris, chris is next is okay so that next one's from um from one of our uh, um one of the people i got hey, to meet for the first Jordan. time at the t-shirt meetup which is jordan miller Oh, Jordan hey, Miller. Hey, Jordan. Jordan Miller, yeah, he's a great guy. Love Jordan yeah. Miller. Oh, yeah. So Jordan's story is, um, about 10 years ago, I arranged for a friend and me to join an investigation at Fear Factory. She mm. had done other investigations, but this was our first time in a private location. Uh, the tour guide told us about the spirit named George, believed to be the first death in the factory. They we also know told George. Us, We're familiar yeah, with we George. Know, we've had lots mm -hmm. with George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also told us that a spirit of a little girl resides there as well. We stopped in one of the tunnels, decided to do a flashlight test. Hearing about this method, I brought along a small mag light and offered it up to be part of the test as the group. We had three twist-style flashlights in a line three feet apart from each other, one for yes, one for no, and one for the middle as a control. As the oh, group so they're doing the mag light test, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah mag smart. light test. They're yeah. doing it right, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. The group started asking questions. Is anyone here? Is George here with us? One flashlight designated for no instantaneously flashed. Hmm. We asked several more questions without a response. Then my friend asked, are you the one who keeps the little girl here? The flashlight designated for yes flashed. I then asked, is she special to you? All three flashlights begin to start turning off and turning off over a five second period. Oh. Hmm. No other questions were asked or answered that night i wish we would have had a recorder with us to see if any evp showed up hmm. i still get chills about the experience and wonder who we were communicating with um, after the flashlight session i kept seeing mm -hmm. movements out of the corner of my eye and felt like we were being followed around luckily nothing followed me home last night so happy Halloween, guys! <laughs> yeah, he's talking about the ghost set. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's glad good stuff. Nothing followed him home. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so the area where George resides, Chris, is uh, suffocating. Yeah, to say oh. the least. It's in a it's in a dark, narrow alley that's underground. Okay. And you have to mm. descend down a really, really steep flight of stairs, mm -hmm. and you walk through this uh, this kind of concrete alley that's underground. Uh, where a pump used to be. George got sucked into that pump and got his arm oh, torn off and he bled to death. Uh, that pump is still down there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's uh, it is it's one of the most suffocating places you'll ever be, and it's it's really spooky. It's like, one of really like spooky. obviously going to the first spook alley with Panda a couple of weeks ago and uh, and, and the Ronan family and, uh, and Crockett. I'm genuinely nervous about going to one of these places that has a genuine history of, you know, of oh, yeah, man. death yeah. and, you know, foreboding. And it really makes me worried about going to one of those places because 
there's there's so much oppression there and there's so much darkness that yes. people yeah. tell these stories and I'm like wow I am yeah. you know that makes me scared to go oh yeah well, well it should and if you guys remember this where that pump is uh, when they have this open as a spook alley, there's a recliner right there under the pump, yeah, yeah, which I just happened to sit in and kind of pretty much just passed out and fell asleep in this <laughs> recliner. By yourself, and by the way. Yeah. I woke up and everybody's gone from the group that I was down there with, and I don't know why I fell asleep down there at mm-hmm. the time, but I just kind of passed out right there. Uh, I where I, the I pump was. was. Yeah, and George is lazy boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for the spook alley, they just put a like an old man kind of ghost type thing there that jumps up out yeah. of the chair to yeah, get exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, I know the lazy boy you're talking about, Panda, and how you fall mm-hmm. asleep there. I will never understand. <laughs> yes, yeah, I just don't I get that at all. I don't understand it myself. I wasn't even <laughs> yeah. tired that night, which was weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, man. well done, Jordan. Yeah, well, well done, done Chris. man. That was a great story. Thanks for the story. All right. All right. So next up, we actually have Joel Jenkins submitted a story, but he sent it over video, so I can Sweet. actually play the audio for everyone. All right, let's yeah, do so it. Yeah, this, cool. is, this is Joel telling his own story. Cool. Hello there, Radio Ronin. So this happened to me just about a week and a half ago. I don't Ooh. know if I would necessarily call it a ghost story, but it definitely was weird, and it kind of scared me. So I'm asleep in my king-size bed. My nine-year-old son's on the other side, and he wanted to sleep in my bed with me that night. And my two girls are in their room. Around 2.15, my three-year-old woke up crying from a bad dream. So being the good dad that I am, I popped on in there and made her feel better until she fell back asleep. So I got back to my bed around Mm -hmm. 2.30. I then kind of rolled around for a little while trying to fall back asleep. That probably took 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I found myself in kind of a strange dream. You know, dreams can be weird. Um, The details don't really matter, but it was just strange. But I could tell that I was a little bit more aware of that I was dreaming. So I was thinking inside the dream as well. So oh, I, I hate it when I do that. Same here. Or just more <laughs> yeah. than normal. When uh, all of a sudden, off to my right, outside of my dream, I hear a voice say, Go to sleep. Oh. And it was really kind of rough and non-gendered like that and hoarse. Uh-huh. What? And I'm laying on my back. And my eyes pop open because the sound came from outside my dream to my right. So my eyes are open. I can see the darkness of my room. I can see the ceiling. And I kind of tilt my eyes to the right. Or I move my eyes to the right and realize that wasn't Emmett, my son. Hmm. And then instantly I felt like I was being lifted out of my bed. Ooh. I could feel pressure on my upper shoulders lifting me out of the bed. And in my eyes it felt like I was getting really slowly closer to the uh, to the ceiling and I was terrified because my, my first initial thought was like holy crap I'm getting possessed but I'm in this state of sleep paralysis so my mind's awake but everything else on my body's asleep and so my mouth is kind of open but I couldn't move my lips or anything and I was trying to just yell and I'm just making the weirdest sound you know just that's kind of what it sounded like <laughs> even though I was trying to make words wow so, so sloth from the goonies this lifting sensation <laughs> happened three times over the course of probably the next minute or so three wow. times so wow. I finally was able to escape the dream and awake myself and you know get control of my body and my mouth again and then I kind of look over and my son's awake and he's like dad you were making some really weird noises right there and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. I just had a really crazy dream are you, are you scared he's like a little bit mm-hmm 
And needless to say, it took me a little bit to fall back asleep and whatnot. But it was, it was creepy. I, I wouldn't call it haunting, but I don't know what it was. It was really, really. I weird. would very much call that a haunting. Happy yeah. Halloween, y'all. Uh, hey, yeah. Happy Halloween, Joel. Yeah, happy Halloween, Joel. Well happy done, man. That was crazy. Yeah, way to go. And what he described there too is, I guarantee he also went through sleep paralysis where yeah, he was partially awake and experiencing something, but you just can't snap yourself out of that because I've experienced that on a couple different occasions. There are so many psychics, paranormalists, para parapsychologists, so many people will tell you that when mm -hmm. you're in that state, that kind of in-between, they call mm -hmm. some people even call it the in-between. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. When yep. you're in the in-between, the veil is thinner and it's easier yeah. for oh, those yeah. on the other side to communicate with you. Many of yeah. you may have felt like you couldn't tell if it was a dream when a loved one comes and sits at your bed and right, has a conversation right. with uh, you. That happened with my dad when he passed away. There are many people that have that sort of thing happen. Um, when Shannon was pregnant with Chandler, her grandma, who had just passed away, sat her down and said in the next six months you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have a boy mm -hmm. and wow. sure enough that's exactly what happened so so yeah. i equate that to a haunting if you're asking oh, yeah. me for what it's worth mm -hmm. that's a haunting oh being lifted yeah. out of your exactly. bed three times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy i mean back back when i worked graveyard security out like bordering the old this is the place uh heritage park mm -hmm. which is very haunted yeah. very by the way. Haunted. oh yeah Mm -hmm. And doing graveyard security, I'll admit there was maybe a couple times I might have fallen asleep on the job by accident, <laughs> by accident. But it wasn't my fault. It was the gin's fault. Exactly. And well, you know, I actually didn't drink at the time. So I know. I know. So I can't blame the gin on that one. But right. I did experience sleep paralysis a couple times to where when I was going through it, I could not get myself out of the state and I heard women's voices talking to me. I'm the only one on site at the time. Oh yeah, man. Oh. And there's no reason I should have been hearing women's voices at the None. time. None. None. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah that's fun. Wow. Well, hey, yeah. I think, I think right we're doing there. pretty good. Yeah, it's a I fantastic. Think I think we're doing pretty good. We're doing right? really good. This is awesome. Uh, we should probably really quick take a... We, we do have Chungle Pull shoutouts. We're going to announce the scariest movie of all time yeah. for 2022 mm -hmm. in just a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our producers, our yes. amazing Radio Road and Patreon producers, official staff members all. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, thank you. Uh, by, by the way, these guys are 20 bucks a month until I say otherwise. Awesome. There we go. Right. Yeah. Accentdoors.co. Don't let the big box stores charge you more for what's in style. Come see us. Let to save you money. Woo. Thank you, AccentDoors.co. Yes. Ash, hey, Panda, can you let me know who sings your favorite movie, uh, sings it on your favorite movie, Better Off Dead? Yes, it's Diamond Dave, Checkmate, Love Ash. <laughs> hey. I think there was a, you guys got in a fight. one person on that soundtrack, and that's not even my favorite song, so suck it. Yeah, what is that? What, what is that? Oh, it's Everybody Damn. Wants Some is in that movie, yeah, right? Everybody, everybody Wants Some. Oh, that's anyway. right. By the and way, the representing Diamond Dave is a hamburger. So that's all I got to say right there. Mike, <laughs> oh, uh, Ash Jenkins. This, 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 is, this, is, this is not going to end anytime soon. Nope. Uh, Brian and Angela no, Bass. Not. Thank you. Thank you, Brian and Angela Bass. CastlePhotoArt.com, leading the paranormal ghost investigation. Oh, jeez. CastlePhotoArt.com, oh, no. leading the paranormal ghost investigation 
and into Gavin Holmgren's ghostly white feet. <laughs> We're hoping to get some evidence. Nice. There you go. <laughs> By the way, look out for Castle, and we're going to be doing the Haunted Artifact show. Uh, yeah, this the Patreon. Week. This week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, Chaz Hill, thank you, Chaz. Yeah. Chaz Hip, thank you, Chaz. Uh, DB, or excuse me, D Bob Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks uh, D. Bob Cooper uh, Gavin Holmgren and his ghostly white feet hey. there he is again. Uh, hey wood jumble o me what hey hey wood jumble o me I don't know jumble o me I don't know what that is it sounds like something inappropriate if you say it properly I, I, yeah. hey wood Jablo me? Oh, yep. Jablo me? Somebody's, oh, somebody's no, poking you good. Hey, would you, hey, would you blow me? Blow me? Yeah. <laughs> this is like the worst IQ test ever that I'm trying to figure Jumbo out. Jablo me? Right <laughs> It was like jambalaya. I know that was my thought initially. Was oh jambalaya? Hey, I want some yeah. shrimp and sausage jambalaya. Hey, is there anybody here? Hey, would you blow me? Hey, would you blow me? Anybody here? Do we know who that is? Listen, you little bastard. When I find you, I'm gonna carve my name in your bathroom. All right, Jared Holgren. Jared Holgren. Thank you, Jared Holgren. Jeff Baird of JollyHolidayShows.com. Thank you, Jeff. Jennifer Stoddard, who I saw the T-shirt meetup. So good to see you, Jennifer. Jennifer Kilkowski. Hi, Jennifer Kilkowski. Hi, Jennifer Kilkowski. Hello. Uh, Jeremy, big sexy Adams, who just went to Doctor Boyden. Doctor Boyden's fantastic dentist. Yeah, he Good did. to see you in the chair hey. there, big sexy. Uh, Justin and Courtney Bolander, thank you. Carl Parkinson, listen, Carl Parkinson, I have to tell you, your lovely wife, Carl. <laughs> Every time Shannon sees your awesome wife, she's like, that is the girliest girl of all girly girls. I have to be like her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very true. It happened again that's at the t-shirt meetup. It happened again at the t-shirt meetup. Oh yeah, Carl, it was great to see you both, man. Thanks for thanks for showing up, Christine Davidson. I'm pretty sure I saw Christine Davidson at the end of the t-shirt meetup. Hi. But it was end. It was at the end. It was chaos, and I was so damn tired. I'm not even sure I saw her. Christine Davidson. Let me know if I saw you, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I love you very very much. Let me know, and and uh, and uh, I will give you a long distance hug or something. There you go. I'm sorry, Christine Davidson, if that was you. Uh, Lady Terry A. Finley, thank you. Uh, Marcus Lopez of the Life Tech and Sundry Podcast on YouTube. Stay frosty. Hey, we will indeed, Marcus Lopez. Uh, Max Power, who we also saw. It was good to see you, Max. 748 sneezes. Setting the benchmark. He has a counting widget on his phone. Uh I know. He showed it to us. It was like, oh, we need to do that next year. So Uh I said to Max, I said, I'm going to do this with you. You have to do it with me. He says, hell no, I'm never doing this again. Please don't make me. (laughs) I'm never going to set this. I'm going to... I'm going to do this till the end of the year, and I'm never doing it again. It, it sucks. I believe he said this is the biggest yeah. pain in the ass yeah, I've ever that's done. Exactly what I was like, okay, I'm no, sorry. No, no. Maybe, I'm sorry, maybe I'll just count power. something else, some other bodily function instead. You know, just kind of farts, mix it up a little bit. So <laughs> count farts. your farts. Exactly. That'd be much harder. Uh, yeah. Nameless henchman, twenty bucks a month. Thank you, nameless henchman. Ninth Myers, I'm back, Mister Cotter. <laughs> just, uh, just one of the sweat hogs back from detention. <laughs> nice. And we're happy to have you, Jerry. Thanks that's for coming awesome. back. Uh, no more, Mister Passive Resistance. He's out to kick some butt. Hey. Uh, now give me a kiss and say goodnight. No tongues. That's Mrs. Robinson. What is that? I can't. Oh, we, we figured crap. that out. It's a black and white movie too. That's, now, uh, is it arsenic and old lace? Is it's not arsenic and old lace? I, I don't think it's. Now, give me a kiss and say goodnight. Yeah. I was in that play a couple of times actually, and. Uh, 
uh, played Damn. Teddy and played the Cary Grant role. Oh, nice. Um, okay, well, huh. I, I, find it, Panda. Find it really quick. Now, give I'm me a kiss and say goodnight, more. no tongues. Uh, Ray, unconscious chanting. You're chanting. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. I want to kill everyone. Watch the burbs. Love, Nate. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the few parts I actually remember of the burbs. I need of to the go burbs. rewatch oh, really? that. Yeah, yeah, we need to start it again, yeah. Our dear friend out there in Rancho Mirage, California, Miss Shauna Elman. Thank you, Shauna. Hey! Uh, Tiffany Conrad. Listen to them. The children of the night. What yes. music they make. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Love it. Tito Delgado. Tito Delgado of the Unified Fire Department. Is Tito his real name? No. But to you, it is. And he fights fires. And he fights Like fire, all Titos do. Just like Tito Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tracy Wilson. Thank you, Tracy. Patrick S. Thank you, Patrick S. Uh, proud Disney mom, Tanya Budge. Your daughter Woo-hoo. is never coming home. I'm just letting you know. Oh. Your daughter is never coming home. She's out to Disney World. She's extending her contract. You're never going to see her again. <laughs> no. She now belongs. Belongs to Mickey and Minnie. Yes. Oh, yes, Panda. I I feel so ashamed that I didn't get this one. I I had a brief thought it might be this movie, but I'm ashamed I didn't get it because usually all other quotes from this movie come to my mind, but it's from Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Oh, that's right. I've never seen it. See, I knew it was black and white. I've never seen it, so I wouldn't know it. That's right. I need to see it. Werewolves. Werewolves. (laughs) <laughs> it's an amazing okay. movie. There you go. Mm. Uh, Nancy Tanner, 2006. By the way, Tanya Budge, our first... Uh, no, Patrick S., our first super producer. Hey-o. Tanya hey. Budge, our second super producer. Nancy Tanner, 2006. A month. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tim, the original Bad Meme Friday champion. Hemingway, doing my missionary work as the president of the Ronan Fam, South Utah County Chapter at 2020. Thank you, sir. Hey, He's back from Hawaii. Aloha, Chris. Yeah, that, that trip was... Awesome. Aloha, Tim. I was looking at you recently. Aloha, Tim. I, I haven't been to well, Hawaii. Sorry, Panda. What was Oh, he went to go get a quench it lately, and that line was packed. It's like oh, yeah. eight nice. a night or something like that. Yeah, yeah. really awesome as, as it should be. Uh, best-selling author Joanna Reader, twenty twenty-one a month. Thank you uh, to Joanna Reader, uh, former opera singer Annie with Sam and Lincoln. Lincoln has a ghost story we're going to read later. Yeah, he does. Uh, twenty twenty-one. Cheddar, Tater Tot, Loki, and Norbert—they're all pets, and uh, they belong to Stacy Schreiber, who will be featured today. I think she has like two or three ghost stories. Nice. Yeah, she's wow. got a lot. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2022 yes. Griffin D. Holmgren, Onion Skin, <laughs> Foreskin. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2022 a month. Which one is thicker? What are you doing, man? Uh, (laughs) Thicker? Uh, Solar powered Susie. Solar powered Susie. uh, 2022 a month. We're a bunch of smart asses, but we're very humble. That is very true. And I love you both, Patrick and Alicia Rhodes. And and their cute daughter that ran around and hugged everybody. Everybody. I loved it. Yeah. Everybody. It reminded me of Hug 2K. She had to run around and hug everybody. (laughs) Do you remember that, Panda, when I hugged every single listener for Hug 2K? Yeah, and I remember you got actually very sick from that. I did. I got, I, I got really, really sick. I would never, ever do it again. Uh, Nicole sitting in the sin bin hail at 2029. I'm Dale, but you have to call me Dragon at uh, $21 Ooh, that, a month. That's definitely Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm telling you, the devil gypped me for a hamburger. That's uh, Ellen. Ellen. Mm-hmm. Ellen, hey, it was so awesome to meet you and, and your boyfriend. Thank you so much for coming, not yeah. only to the ghost hunt, but to the t-shirt meeting. Hey, 21 bucks well, a month, and congrats so on your new job. Like, both of them were so cute I know. and adorable. Mm-hmm. 
And Ellen is a foul-mouthed potty girl. I and love what? that. I love yes. every second oh, of it. Oh, yes. yes. Ellen, I love your foul mouth. Don't go changing to try and please the people, will you? <laughs> you just keep dropping those F-bombs. You make me happy when you do. One uh, of Daniel us. Dean. One of us. Daniel Dean, 2150 a month. Thank you, Daniel Dean. Uh, not quite normal, 2210. Thank you. Uh, long nights of cry, long nights crying by the record machine, dreaming of my Chevy and my old blue jeans. That's Andrea. That's, uh, oh, man. That sounds like Crocodile Rock is what that sounds like. I don't know if it's Crocodile. It sounds like an Elton John tune. Is that an Elton John yeah, tune? I, I, I think it is Elton John. John song. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Crocodile Rock, but it sounds like it's. Uh, I'm sadly uh, not as up on my Elton John as I am other artists. Yeah, neither. Right, we've been getting killed uh, missing I, I, a couple I, I, Elton John songs. I have my old school Chevy in a place of my own, no. or something like that. That was, and then there's the uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, seen on the small screen podcast with Becky and what's his name? It's a great podcast. Twenty two, twenty three a month. Thank you, Becky. Becky. Yeah. Uh, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the maniacs, to the loonies and the ding dongs. Some would say that we are the crazy ones. <laughs> not the quote at all, but I love it. It's twenty twenty four a month. Thank you. Nice. Jerry I'm chilling in Brazil Thursday. It was awesome to see you, man. Glad yep. you were in town for one of our meetups yeah. at 2488. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah, and you just heard him here on the show, Joel Jenkins. Joel would like to personally thank Crockett for aggressively hitting me by the dangly bits in the dark at the Spook Alley. <laughs> at the Radio <laughs> Rana Spook Alley Social. Uh, 2499. That was so good. Oh, thank you, Joel Jenkins. That was awesome. If uh, you would like to become a Patreon producer, super easy. All you have to do is go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N and get yourself signed up for bonus episodes and offense and all kinds of goodies. Hey, sweet. Hey. You get a pretty snappy t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pretty uh, fancy. All right. Before we resume with our ghost stories, I believe Panda is next to tell the ghost story. He stories, is next, right? yeah. So Panda's on deck to tell another ghost story. Before we do that, though, we had a jungle poll this past week. It's a tradition. It's a an over 30-year tradition. Believe it or not, Ooh. and it's uh, it's it goes all the way back, way 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 back. We did it every year uh, during Halloween, the scariest movie of all time. That was the Chunga Pole for the Halloween special. It's always the Chunga Pole for the Halloween special. What is of the scariest course. movie of all time? And uh, one movie is one for how how long was it? Like 20, the 20 something years? The Changeling reigned mm-hmm. supreme for twenty years. Yeah, wow. and I, it looks like it had a pretty good showing this year too, right? Yeah, even with the Changeling really hate that we've heard, you know what I mean? It still held pretty strong. I don't get the Changeling hate. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. get that at well, all. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's so much hate, but just people don't quite get the slow burn anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, maybe that's what it that, is. That suspense, the gothic, the gothic ghost that the, story, uh, the changeling has. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Okay. So, um, we asked you to go to all of our social media profiles and tell us what you think the scariest movie of all time is. Uh, Greg, what did you say? You said it was House of a Thousand Corpses, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. for me, it was definitely House of a Thousand Corpses, just because it's so disturbing. Because, yeah. like I said, I don't, I really don't get scared with movies at all. I haven't, I, I, I honestly, I've never gotten scared because I, I got desensitized as like a, an a young eight lad. or nine year old. Yeah. Like I was <laughs> yeah, watching Creep Show true. when I was like eight years old. So <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Chandler, scariest um, movie. Mine was The Conjuring just because it Conjuring. hit a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've had a lot of like that kind of stuff happen. We've so actually like, had stuff from hey, that house. It's like, so, yeah, it's bad. And that had a great showing in this poll, by the way. Mm-hmm. It the did conjuring, actually, yeah. yeah, it did very it, well. It's a, it's a, it's it has won before. Uh, I think conjuring. two times, something yeah, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, what was your scariest movie of all time? Uh, mine was The Exorcist, and that was based upon the first ever scary movie I really watched that kind of scared me enough to actually want to watch more horror movies. It was okay. my gateway. It was all my right. gateway movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. that is a messed up gateway movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Really, yeah. really. And then mine was explains the, a lot, doesn't it? Mine was The Shining. Now, I personally feel like the miniseries was scarier. I showed Chandler a picture of Jack Torrance. 
uh, in the uh, in the miniseries with the Denver croquet mallet. Terrifying. Really We're scary. Way scarier. Oh, I, mean, right. I, I was like, okay, we have to watch it. I've never seen the, the um, miniseries, and I was like, yeah, yep, that's awesome. We actually have it in the house somewhere. Do we really? Yeah, okay, well, yeah. I'll have to find it. Yeah. Uh, mine was The Shining. I'm going with the uh, the Kubrick Shining with, with Jack Nicholson, uh-huh. even though I do you, like the other one better. Oh, and Scatman so, Crothers? Dude, uh-huh. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and those velvet paintings? Damn. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so those were our votes. Now, Greg, you have scrubbed all of our social media profiles. You've put an enormous yeah. amount of work into yeah, this. Yeah, yes. And you have declared a winner and a first runner-up and a second runner-up. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I have gone through everything, and the amount of movies that people were mentioning, there's some stuff that I didn't even expect to see right, as right. something that somebody would put. So I just want to give some very quick shout-outs because, of course... Both the first and second Poltergeist movies I saw people mention on there. They did very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Werewolf in London, which I love that one. Great but movie. It's kind mm-hmm. of intended as a dark comedy yeah. rather than a horror movie necessarily. But I, I love had that to go. One. I had to go to Lee Ho Fuchs in Soho in London because uh, of that movie and oh, because of that song. Well, of nice. course. And it wasn't very good. Chris, have you gone to Lee Ho Fuchs? <laughs> no, I've seen it, but I've never actually been inside of it. So it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. No. Chris yeah. is like, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. So who was the yeah. winner? Who was the winner, Greg? Okay. So the, the uh, well, I'm going to give you the runner-ups real quick. Excellent. Which okay. Were, yeah. okay. Which were Poltergeist was one of the runner-ups. Okay. Which Poltergeist is a fantastic movie. The yes. The Conjuring was there another we go. one of the runner-ups. Whoa, it didn't win. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised by that. I'm it shocked. Win. Okay. And what what ended up winning, and I think it's because it was a British voice behind this one, is ah. The Exorcist. No way! Oh, oh, first no time way. for The Exorcist. It's That's votes. crazy. It yeah. Everything else by a vote, and it, one it's probably vote. because of the British, the the British, uh, the British influence. Right that is yep. nuts. Yeah, The Exorcist Maybe. won. First time Maybe. winner. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah, yeah. My first but, time. Yeah, I was I was even kind of surprised that on this list, Men in Black actually made it on this list because oh, it did of the uh, the yeah, uh, and it was because of one character in it, which is the main alien. Oh, the book. It, you know, it was kind yeah, of the, the, yeah. kind yeah, the of book. Yeah. oh yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio played him. Exactly. Talented yeah. Guy. And so did a I was kind of surprised to see that on here. And then Silence of the Lambs was also on the list. Also on there, which is very creepy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Susie Rewrite Moore also said, uh, when a stranger calls, and she's like, keep in mind, oh, yeah, I was 80s. at the peak yeah. mm-hmm. of my babysitting career. And when that yeah, came yeah. in, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well played. Yeah, uh, yeah an, excellent, an excellent movie before voicemail and caller ID and mm-hmm. cell phones. Yeah. Great, yeah. Yeah, we've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. <laughs> uh-huh. And then Jared Holmgren decided to be a wise ass and said Johnny Lingo. <laughs> Mahana, you ugly. Mahana, you ugly. That's, we got another Johnny Lingo reference. That's, That's cool. That's to a show. Um, okay, yeah, so exactly. fun trivia. I have to put this out there. Vincent D'Onofrio, very nice guy. Great kids. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got awesome kids. Uh, very, very nice man. He's He's got one of these reputations in Hollywood. Like some, like, It's funny. All of the people that I met in Hollywood that are known for being really, really difficult are always yeah. the nicest people. Really? Mm-hmm. That, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio is at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Said he wanted to play me if I ever did a movie of my life. What, he wanted to be uh, you? Vincent, he came over That's and really? said, yeah, so we had interviewed him on the show a couple of different times. We were at the Pirates of the Caribbean premiere, came over. He's like, hey, I need to tell you this. If you ever do the movie of your life, I want to play you. Okay. Oh, That's cool. Okay. 
and I just I just burst into tears. <laughs> you, you know oh. what I mean? Well, you, as you yeah. should. Yeah, 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 that's pretty cool. It was it was actually an incredible honor. And then at which point I told him, no, that part's been given <laughs> to Vince Vaughn. Sorry, <laughs> that's your choice. <laughs> that's your choice. <laughs> No, no, of course it would be Vincent D'Onofrio. I see he's a future Chunga Pole in the works. Who would you want to play yourself? In the movie of your life? Yeah. Yeah. He's Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket, that's Adventures in Peace. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, a phenomenal one of his greatest actor. roles. Yeah, and then Thor, or, you know, somewhat Thor in Adventures in Peace. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, well, there you go. So uh, Exorcist wins the scariest movie of all time for 2022 yep. for the very first time. So now... In its 30-year run, 30-year-plus run, we've had The Changeling, yep. Poltergeist, mm-hmm. uh, The Conjuring, yep. and, and The, the Exorcist. Exorcist. Those Woo-hoo! are the only four winners we've had in the entire run of the uh, of the Chunga Bowl. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Okay, Panda, now back to the ghost stories all for you, the Radio Run and Halloween okay. special. You're up. Yeah, so this story comes from Lincoln Mallory right here. Thanks, Lincoln. We appreciate the story, and I enjoyed reading through the story because this one also takes place up in northern Utah in Logan at USU. A lot of ghosts up north at at USU. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, and just up in uh, northern Utah anyway because uh, both uh, Logan and Brigham City are haunted as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's very so, true. Why is that? Is that like a pioneer thing? Is that something that's is. one of the could older, be, the older kind of suburbs? Or? I, I think you know, Utah is just man. Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, mm-hmm. uh, Nevada, all of those kind of those uh, western states are just mm-hmm. loaded. It's weird, man. Like you go through the through the flyover states like Arkansas and Iowa, the ghosts don't even want to go there. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's, like, yeah. it's just, but it's <laughs> well, really haunted out here. If, and back east. I, if you look at our buddies like Zach and Aaron from Ghost Adventures, who we know very well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they've been to Utah more than any other state. Oh, yeah. It's you crazy. know what I mean? It's no, like yeah. they're always here doing something. It's yeah, insane. Sure. Well, and I know why northern Utah is so haunted is because it's so damn cold up there. That the ghosts are like right at home because they bring the coldness, so they're like, "Hey, they're they're home, they're right? comfortable oh, there." Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Finally, I can see that for sure. All right, so Lincoln says about six months ago, I went to Utah State University in Logan and stayed on campus for two days. A little background, I had gone a year earlier by myself and had been frozen there for like five hours and couldn't move or speak. So that Ooh. was just a previous uh, experience right now, uh, right okay. there for him. So he says, okay. so uh, back to the story. I stayed in one of the dorms that is used to get uh, for guests. I was there with my friends. We had been messing around all night and doing dumb things like, of course, anybody in their their teens would do. Like, I, I oh, certainly yeah. mm-hmm. did dumb things when I was a teen. Yeah, scripture we chases. All- <laughs> 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 Don't remind me. <laughs> we were all tired. Give said the little stream and around. <laughs> So we were all tired, so we went to bed. I was with one of my friends in a room. In the rooms, there was a door in the middle, two beds on the sides, and desks behind the beds. As I was sitting there, I noticed a huge black mist 
uh, or kind of an outline of a person next to my bed close to my head. It had a strong smell of sulfur or the scent of a lit match, and it also smelled of death. I saw two more of the shadowy figures appear, and I just sat there crying like a man, just like DJ Morgan Hayes. Cool. What? And they eventually (laughs) left. Crying like DJ Morgan Hayes. Morgan's yeah, a shade. Like he, he totally uh, name dropped uh, Morgan Hayes right there. <laughs> Listen, when Morgan was in our basement, he had reason to be upset. Oh, he was freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was pretty freaked. Yeah. Wow. In the morning, I asked my other friends how they slept. They said that there was stuff jumping out of the windows and a face in the vent and one of them was grabbed by the ankle tripped and fell wow and then he goes on to say so that's my ghost story thanks guys greg how are your nuts bye (laughs) by the way my nuts are just fine now they're They're fine we're in like a true 15 year old right there absolutely done leaking But what you know, Lincoln? Thank you so much for the story, dude. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lincoln, that was great. No, I think Lincoln could be a bit sensitive to kind of the uh, you know otherworldly paranormal like, stuff. He seems like he's yeah. in tune with that kind well, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And to see like a shadowy figure like that, like I don't envy him. Quite no, honestly. Oh man, that was awesome, Lincoln. Well done, yeah, man. Great story. So I'm, can I go next? Is that all right with yeah, you guys? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You want it's your turn. Please yeah, do. cool. So this yeah. one comes from John Morley, and this one we actually have an EVP. So I'll play the EVP. Oh, we have an EVP. At, Ooh, at the end of the way. story. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, so okay. thank you for sending that in, John. Uh, he says... My friend Travis and I went to Asylum 49 on a ghost investigation a few years ago. After going through the safety meeting, we took a tour of the building. During the tour, we were taken to the room, which was named 666. I wonder, this may be the one that you were just talking about earlier in the show. Because you and I had a lot of problems in that room in 666, uh, where everything okay. would just go haywire, everything would go yep. silent, um, yep. all in the same. So Yeah, there, there, was all mm-hmm. kinds of, there was all kinds of stuff that would happen. In yeah. There. So anyways, he says, uh, when we were there, we were told that there was somewhat of an angry spirit that was frequently captured in that room. Yeah. Yep. Uh, once we were allowed to go roam, we quickly made that's that's right where they went. They went right for that. Uh, they broke Why away from the group. Why do you guys do that? Why does everybody do that? <laughs> they walked down the hallway to room six six six. All they had was a voice recorder. I stopped at the entrance to the room and started asking normal questions, and then asked if it was okay to be uh, to walk inside the room. I paused for about ten seconds and then quickly noticed what looked like a flashing ball of light about the size of a pea fly over my voice recorder coming out of the room six six six. He says also, Chandler, you may want to bleep out because I swear in the EVP because I freak out. I, I've already bleeped it out, so no no worries yeah, there, John. Okay, Thank okay. you, man. Cool. Uh, he says, I, uh, I started talking to Travis, who was still about 20 feet down the hall from me, and I told him what I saw. He's the one that you can hear inside the EVP kind of talking. It's hard for him to, to understand him. Uh, he says, I told him that I didn't know if that was a bug, what I just saw, or if it was something paranormal, and then I got the worst case of chills I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. I started telling him again what I saw, and that's when I captured the clearest voice that I've ever had to date. Uh, I did not hear it in real time, so I was completely completely unaware it was only when i reviewed the audio later that i actually heard it we had some other few crazy experiences and captures from that night uh but those are left for another time i hope to give you chills as much wow. as i did when i heard this uh, EVP. yeah, yeah. asylum 49 nice. is crazy my first ghost hunt ever yeah. and yeah I, i'm like scarred for life uh, that one. do you remember you got <laughs> locked in a room and we could hear an audible female screaming uh-huh. at the top of her lungs while you were trapped in a room inside the room with me just wouldn't open the door wouldn't open for my some first ghost hunt yeah, yeah that sucked okay so here's the evp um i've i've looped the the EVP at the end a couple times so we can listen back to it. All right, here we go. Perfect, dude. 
Lindsay Lake. So that's his buddy Travis talking. Got the chills. Came swooping around like that. This didn't go off at all, though. Whoa. There's EVP. Oh, isn't that's that creepy? Bug? Yeah, sounds like I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. It sounds it's, it's like not, it's not a bug yeah. or who's my boy. That's kind of what I heard is who's Ooh, my boy. Who's my play it boy. Again? Yeah, here, I'll, I'll play, play it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. He's or who's or, my bud? Who's my bud? Or he's not a boy? Yeah. Something. Got a bit of a troll like going on. Ooh. Yeah, I can hear like a like that's a troll or something. Yeah. Hmm. John, that one's awesome. And man. that's like those classic yeah. EVPs. It's just like this kind of lost voice that's just uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Very creepy. Well, the thing that I love about Asylum Forty Nine is uh, it, everyone talks about seeing orbs. Like you get them in, on video recorders or night vision or taking by pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see them fly all over the place in Asylum Forty Nine. Oh, we yeah. were watching one, you know, zip through the room. It's this big blue ball There's light just flying around, flying around. Uh, yeah. And sure enough, John saw the exact same thing happen. So yeah. a good story, man. That one's yeah. crazy. Well, well, well done, Josh. Yeah. Well done. All can, right. Can I can I make a suggestion? Oh yeah, yeah of course. course. Yeah, exception is like it sounds like a lot of the Ronan family have a lot of ghost hunting experience. Like I'm the noob to this, and this is all kind of new to me after the uh, the the grist uh, the grist uh, mail. Benson, um, Benson, Benson, yeah, yeah. Benson grill mail. So why don't we have some of the Ronan family suge- uh, submit their EVP so we can listen to them on, on like a bonus episode or an episode so we can actually listen yeah, to I what, love it. what yeah, they got. I would I love, love it. That. Yeah, yeah. So we can we can just call it Ronan EVPs and everybody can submit yeah. their own EVPs and their stories that go with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Why I don't see why we can't. And if you guys want to do that, let's compile them. And then, you know, I know we're moving on to Christmas and things like that, but I'm not opposed to doing mm. an EVP bonus episode in November with, oh, with yeah. Ronan EVPs. Why not? Why not? I yeah. think it's a great idea, Chris. Cool. Let's yeah, do it, man. Great suggestion. <laughs> I love it. And by the way, I've got a theory behind why everybody gravitates towards the room 666. Mm. Yeah. It's because they listened to Iron Maiden before they went to the ghost hunt. <laughs> they listened to the song Number of the Beast because six, yeah, yeah. six, six, number, number of the of Beast. The beast. <laughs> I don't like Bruce Iron Dickinson, Maiden. Man. I don't either. Bruce it's Dickinson. very operatic. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I have nothing but respect for Iron Maiden oh, and why people love them. It's just not my jam. Yeah, I'm the same. Example. I'm with you. Yeah. I get um, it. I get all right. It. All right. Yeah. Chuck, I think it's you. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. I yeah. need to do another one. Yeah. Okay. Let me hold on. I, I was doing the Patreon list, so I put my put my list down. Oh, okay. Ooh. I know. I've got two. I've got a two. I got a two for a two. A two first. Kind of like how Panda did. It's from Stacy yeah. Schreiber. Out hey, Stacy. Stacy in Kentucky. All right, here we go. She's got. She's got two short ones. They're two shorter. Oh, cool. Ones. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. About twelve years ago, my husband and I were considering moving to Kentucky from Utah. On a trip to visit my family, we stayed at a cute Airbnb in central Kentucky to check out the area. The home had been built in the 1820s and was used as a headquarters and hospital during the Civil War. Ooh. Oh, here we, nice. here we go. Here yeah, we go. You already know it's haunted as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. The Civil War is around. You know, you know what's coming. Oh, uh, yeah. I was awoken our first night there by what sounded like someone rummaging through the knickknacks that was uh, on the dresser. Mm. But it uh, was too dark to see anything. So I stayed quiet and it eventually stopped. So I went back to sleep. The next morning, I walked out to the living room and two books on a shelf had been pulled away and 
uh, excuse me, had been pulled halfway out and left. Well, it's kind of like Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, so it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, so the, yeah. the books had not been, they had just been kind of pulled halfway out. Okay. And then just left in that state. I asked one of the owners at breakfast if he had had experiences in the house uh, like this normally, and he said no. Uh, but he also said that many had asked to do investigations, and he had always turned them down. I now live two miles away from this amazing house. Oh, wow. So just kind of a, wow. I wonder if she ever went back. Yeah. So uh, here's yeah. her second story. For the last few years I've worked at a small CPA office uh, on a cute old main street in Kentucky. The building was constructed in the late 1800s and feels completely normal on the inside until you go into the basement. The basement has its original stacked rock foundation with an extra rock wall dividing the basement in half. There's an approximately four by four hole cut in the divider wall so that you can access the other side. So like a small half door. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, uh, so that you can access the other side. Yeah, and let me say this too about stone: is it seems like stone kind of mm-hmm. absorbs yep. energy. There's that the There's stone, the stone tape. tape theory. Yeah, yeah. The stone yeah. Exactly. tape theory. You know which other building has the stone foundations you're talking about with the dividing wall and the little holes through it? Mm. The Zion's Bank building in downtown. The Zion's building has that. It's exactly the is same kind of right? foundation. Really. Yep. Yep. Oh, the one wow. where you guys got all those EVPs from is exactly the, the same kind of fucking foundation. It's a stone tape yep. thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. It wow. is. Okay, well, uh, actually, that's, wow. Yeah. So that's part of Chris's big boy job. He would know that. That's uh, cool. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Okay, so I know buildings. anyway. Yep, they, Chris, he knows. <laughs> that's it. He knows, knows buildings. He knows buildings. <laughs> Chris knows buildings. Uh, anyway, it's got a four by four hole cut in the divider so that you can access the other side. The side we use, uh, the side that we use has a concrete floor and is where we store our files. But, uh, but what I refer to as the black hole has dirt on the other side with no lighting. So that's the other side of the room. Uh, about Ooh. a year ago, I went downstairs to file away some documents. I was standing two or three feet from the black hole when a pebble rolled out of the hole and onto the concrete floor (laughs) about a foot and a half into the room. Damn. Uh, Once it clicked in my head what had happened, I began explaining out loud what I was doing and that once I had found this one last box, I would be going upstairs and nothing else has happened since. Uh, I just try to move fast when I'm down there and I don't look into that hole if I can help it. So um, she did the right thing. Can I tell you? Uh, Absolutely. She did. She was being respectful to the ghosts that haunt that place. And and a lot of times if you do feel a little strange, uh, odds are you are experiencing something paranormal. A lot of people feel strange and they discount it. Uh, she was smart enough to go, hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm not being disrespectful. And they probably don't care that she's down there at all. Uh, that is, uh, yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, Stacy. had I been down there and a pebble rolls through the black <laughs> hole, I'm filling my pants and I'm running away. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm running out the door like that fast. Bye. Uh, yeah. Bye, yeah. ghost Leisha. And I'm on my way. So That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey Schreiber. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? So next up is actually Brian Booth, and he he submitted a a ghost story. Brian Booth, yeah, he he sent me a voice. Brian Booth, a badger man. No, that's Ben Booth. Uh, That is Ben Booth. He's a naughty big man. He's a naughty big man. There we go. There it is. (laughs) All right, here we go. Thanks, Brian. Hey, Chandler, this is Brian Booth. Just wanted to share with you my ghost story. Woohoo! Nice. So this goes way back from probably about the time I was five 
until about the time I was about nine. Wow. Maybe 10 years old. I just remember as a little kid, everywhere I went, like I, I was super scared of the dark because everywhere I went, I would see shadows or silhouettes hmm. peeking out from, you know, the inside of my closet or if I was outside from behind a tree. But like legitimate shadows, like silhouettes of, of a human-like form. Ooh. And I just always remember this deep sense of dread. And for a little kid, it freaked me out. Mm. Vivid, vivid salesman. You know, for a long, long time, <laughs> you know, I, I think my parents and I just thought it was because I had a vivid imagination. A vivid imagination. But I remember one time when I was about nine or ten years old, mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom and we were talking about evil spirits. Oh, wow. And my mom tells me that if and for a little bit of background before i go on we are we are members of the lds faith so this is kind of where this comes from um but my mom tells me if you ever need to cast out an evil spirit you raise your right hand to the square and command them in the name of jesus christ to leave and I don't think it was that same day, but you know, within a, maybe a week, I just decided I couldn't take it any longer. I was laying in my bed and my closet, I had a big, I had a pretty big closet in my bedroom growing up. And uh, I just, I kept seeing this figure staring out from my closet at me. And I, I remember vividly sitting up in my bed raising my right hand to the square and i remember saying i command you in the name of jesus christ to leave and to never return and instantly instantly i felt the presence leave and ever since i cannot recall a single time that i've seen the same kind of shadowy silhouette type figure following me around well we definitely know it wasn't a um, salesman then but yeah. this, I mean, like I said, this went on for years from the time from about as young as i can remember until i was about nine or ten years old so for about four or five years these figures would follow me around oh man wow and, you know that's called an I, attachment brian when yeah. i followed my yeah. mom's advice i i physically felt a presence leave and i have to this day, I've never felt a similar type of dark, ominous presence like that before. It's not like I didn't have a vivid imagination anymore after that. I still was, you know, kind of into the scary kind of, you know, early 90s, mid to mid, early to mid 90s type scary kid movies. But yeah that was that was my one and only experience with a ghost so far wow but uh, well that's a, it's a juicy it. it's, yeah. it's a doozy one because yeah. uh, it sounds no like kidding. it truly is very you know it's uh the, these these dark entities are rarely alone 
Right. Uh, it's usually in two or or two or three in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty creepy stuff, man. That's uh, yeah. everything he's described is pretty much carbon copy for what we've experienced anytime we've encountered mm-hmm. anything like this. Oh yeah, and uh, I'd say it's probably was pretty legit. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm terrified to be a dad. You know, when I when I I get my dad strength right whenever right, that day right. that day happens, and my kids like I'm playing with an imaginary friend. I'll be like, oh hell no, you're no. not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, actually, like, it's not happening in my house. You know what I mean? Because yep. we've been through so much. So, wow, yeah, that was definitely. awesome. Cool. I actually, uh, I actually spoke right. to, uh, um, to to one of the Ronin fam not so long ago regarding uh, an experience when they were a kid, and they used to say they could mm. actually see this ghost in the house, and um, it was up and down. Um, the hallway and inside the door and watching over them and they never told the family about this they kept it to themselves for a long long time Um, and as time goes on the the family kind of you know get together as they were discussing kind of as kids and they brought it up and they were like holy crap and his siblings had the same exact experience they they knew about this person in the house but were afraid to speak to the yeah. parents or anybody about it because they're too frightened to do so and it sounds oh, very geez. similar to what brian was explaining you know and, and what he'd been through so you know it may be way more common than we give it credit for and, and you know yeah. you know thanks brian it was a it was a fantastic to find out about that and, and share yeah. your story well and and mm-hmm. it's always you mm-hmm. know and there's a thing too is it, it's not always going to be a bad thing i think a lot of times especially when we're young is because it's something that our brain has such a hard time uh interpreting yes. you know just trying to figure yes. it out a lot of times it's actually not a bad presence it's just mm-hmm. somebody you know maybe watching over us or whatever but because our brains yeah. we have such a hard time understanding what it's doing there it actually scares us and then i think a lot of times when we actually ask those presences hey look can you please leave? You're scaring me. They'll actually leave mm-hmm. yeah. because they're like, okay, I respect yeah, yeah. you. So, I mean, it could have been something bad, but it also could have been someone like, hey, I'm just I'm just here yeah. watching over you. But, hey, I'll at least get out of your way for the moment. But who knows? They could be back. Of course, yeah. there is another side to the coin there. Panda's saying uh, the absolute truth. He speaks the truth. Yep. The other thing is, if it is really evil, mm-hmm. they have no concept of time, and they wear away on you in in very, very small doses. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. Very oh, really. small doses. And when you think you've gotten rid of them, you think they're gone. They can go away for years and years and years, and they're still there. They're just not making themselves known until they want to. Uh, so I mean, that's what happened in our house. That's what happened in our house. Yeah, we we and, went like four or five years without anything happening, and then, and the then next it came thing right back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. It was, it was the same thing. So yeah. um, anyway, Ooh, great man. stuff. That was, Very scary. That was a good one, Brian. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. Okay, so who's I think it's Chris. Chris, you're Yeah, mine. My next one's from from Sean Nielsen. Hey, uh, oh, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Thanks man. very much, man. My wife and I got married in 1994 at the old meeting house. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody knows where this is, just to give some kind of uh, some bearing. The it's old meeting in, house. Yeah, it's in Mill Creek. Um, I think oh, it may have okay. been demolished by now. Yeah. Um, it, okay. it was built in 1905 um, originally, and it was extended in the Great Depression. This is one of these kind of uh, preservation Utah properties, so it's something I've actually looked into. Originally, two couple of buildings. It's that kind of typical 1905 Gothic, you know, red brick kind of facade, mm-hmm. and nice. then they put like a you know that one of those kind of uh, plantation kind of canopy fronts on it with the big pilasters and things. So yeah, it was a yeah, different okay, architecture. Yeah. It was very spooky looking, and you know, very very cool looking. Um, um, I think it's in Highland Drive, or was in Highland Drive. Eh. Okay. Anyway, so um, in the years since, we have moved uh, and lived out of state, but moved back to Salt Lake four years ago. In February of 2020, 
We had a birthday party not so far away from the old meeting house, so we decided afterwards to see, since we heard it was going to be knocked down, to take a look. We rolled up and it's a crystal clear night. Only the light comes from the full moon. The building is dark and there are no other vehicles in the parking lot. There is a creepy vibe in the air and my wife does not want to get out of the car. But I convinced Ooh. to take a quick mm. picture in front of the old building in the same spot we had our wedding photographs taken many years ago. We get to the front doors, take our selfie and have a quick look around. As we're leaving, we de I decided to take a wide shot at the front of the building. We leave to go for dinner and as we wait for the food, I decided to check out all the photographs on my phone. For whatever reason, I zoom in and a light reflecting off the glass of the front doors because I don't remember it being so bright. As I zoom in to see what can be described as someone or something looking back at me. Oh, man. We look at the we look at the photographs extensively, but can't come up with a rational explanation for what looks like a shadow figure in the doorway behind the glass. Ooh. Oh, damn! The oh my god! <laughs> the next day, in an effort to debunk what we thought we'd seen, I drive back to the um, I drive from my house in Harriman back to the old meeting house. This place is getting torn down soon, so I'm thinking there must be something in the lobby, mannequins, dress uniforms, boxes, something like that stacked in there. As I peer through the glass, I quickly see the lobby is completely empty. I do notice that the glass has been covered with a layered of textured material like you find in bathroom windows, etc, etc. And these figures appear to stand behind these materials. Oh, I'm looking at the picture right I, now. I have the picture pulled up right now. Uh -huh. It looks like there's two figures, Stan, like very yeah, dark right? silhouettes. In, is is, yeah, is he saying the there's one. two figures? Because it looks like there's two figures to me. Standing yeah. Here. Okay. Um, it, and it almost looks like they're the Reservoir Dogs, to be honest. Kind with of. You. Yeah. It, it almost looks like two nice. black suits. It's really creepy. It's yeah. very creepy. Yeah. 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 What I see is a couple, a man and a woman. She looks like she's wearing either a bridal headpiece or maybe the hairstyles from the early 1900s. Mm. It's hard to make out the man's head, but it looks like he's wearing a black jacket and a white tie or some kind of dress shirt. That's what I see. I, and you, you haven't read this. That's I don't, crazy. I haven't heard this. I, yeah, I have that's, no that's exactly what I've I see. heard this before. Yeah. It, it looks like the, the, the bride thing I didn't quite get because it looks like another dark suit, but I can see as looking at it, I can see why they would think that. Oh, man, that's awesome. Having that described to me, sure. I've looked at these pictures many times since then and still come up with a rational explanation other than a couple of people from a bygone era checking us out as we checked out that building until it vanishes forever. Yeah. I'm no expert, though. I would love to hear your guys' take on this as Moonlight shows us for who we really are. Happy Halloween, Sean Nelson. Ooh. Yeah, well, Sean, dude, great. that was well, awesome. Story. That's a great story, dude. Woo! Great so story. Pictures are pictures are tough. There's a thing called pareidolia, yeah. is what it's called, and it's kind of like a, a, a Rorschach or a Rorschach or whatever it's yeah. called test where you look at the yeah. yeah where you look at the the ink blots right yeah. and you kind of are clouds yeah uh, clouds ambiguous when figures you, when you yeah. yeah when you see shapes in the sky that made mm -hmm. from clouds that's pareidolia where you're making shapes out of something that aren't real essentially um, this happens a lot when you're doing paranormal investigating mm -hmm. um, when I look at this there's a couple of things that tell me this is not pareidolia okay uh, there's a coating on the windows there's a protective film on the windows I don't know what that protective film could possibly be or why they would want it there mm -hmm. other than to just if the windows get cracked because it's closed they don't want glass all over the place it's basically just to hold the glass in place if something's broken uh -huh. that's what yeah. it looks like to me 
but it makes mm-hmm. it. I don't know if they do that in construction, Chris, but that's really the they only do, thing yeah. that I it, can it's, gather. It's really common on, on empty buildings because of, like you said, they're damaging people throw bricks. By laminating the glass, it stops kind of, you know, people from actually getting in and it stops the cleanup yeah. as well. It makes it much safer. So I, I've come across it on many occasions that, you know, that kind of okay. textured acid etched vinyl or the kind of laminate goes on the glass to, to protect the property and the people who may be going in and out, you know, rarely. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the thing that makes me think that it is in pareidolia is this. If this were a, you know, if you're using a flash, which they clearly were, and it were shining on that laminate, that flash mm-hmm. would be much more pronounced. Yeah. Uh, you can see the flash in a certain place, but and it does wash out the entire laminate of the window. But where it's not washed out, you can very clearly see two figures. Well, yeah. the weird thing is, is there's there's four windows on the building. Only yeah. two of them have these weird shapes. The other yeah. two are completely normal. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, if it was the flash, you'd see it in every single you'd window. See it, it, depending on how far back it was, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's very clearly, it's in these two specific windows. And yeah, there's uh, exactly at, silhouettes. Without, without knowing the building, I don't know the building. Mm-hmm. Um, the old meeting house is not a, a place I'm familiar with. I'm looking at it right now. Um... That is very clearly, uh, that is very clearly a gown and a suit. You're right. No is that? Looking at that, yeah, yeah. very, very what? clearly. What, 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 well, my money is well. on is on a couple is on a male and female ghost, like yeah. they've said. Just revisiting uh, yeah. a location like that. Yeah, oh, I think it's man. kudos to Sean as well for going back because he saw the photograph when he was at dinner and then went back the next day because he was so compelled to say, "Hey, there's got to be something wrong here. There's got to be I've missed something." Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And right. just double checked to make sure he was done. He's like, "Hey, you know, I went back, I checked it, and this photograph is legitimate. Therefore, you know, it's it's a true ghost story." That's well, how it's done right there. It's well, the awesome. other thing is, too, is that it was just, if it's pareidolia, it's not going to look that defined. Exactly. I mean, it's super defined. It's exactly. vivid. It's so you know. vivid. It's, it's you know, yeah. vivid. Yeah, because when, wow. when it comes to uh, pareidolia, is it something that could easily be something else? But one yeah. of yeah. the images yeah. is so pronounced that you could, like, there's nothing else that your eyes can see except for that. No. Like, I can't yep. look at it and go, oh, that could possibly be a weird rock in the background. That that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and if yeah. you go, but yeah, yeah. If you don't mind me sharing a uh, quick personal story, I don't know if I've ever told this story before. Um, Ooh, very okay. few people have ever heard this. It was back when I was a youth. Uh, back when I was a good church going Mormon boy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was in the young men's program, and we had combined this activity with the young women, where we were doing a Polaroid. Uh, scavenger hunt where we would go to different locations, take a picture with the Polaroid camera uh, of these mm-hmm. different things that we had to find. So one of the things we had to do is we had to go to the, the West Jordan City Cemetery, which is where my my dearly departed father is buried now. We had mm-hmm. to go there yeah. find the oldest grave that we could there and take a picture with this Polaroid camera. We took a picture of this grave. I can't remember what the year was. And sadly, the leader that was with us wouldn't allow us to uh, look at the picture further that we took of this uh, headstone. Wow. There is a clear image of a human figure standing next to the headstone that had kind of a... No way. Almost kind of like, yeah, like a transparent look to it. 
And Ooh, I remember. Do you still have this picture? No. You still have it? Unfortunately, ah, we don't because the, the leader ah. that was there with us, like after we took it and we're all looking at it going, what is that? He took the photo and would not let us look at it again. Who obviously he was just like, oh yeah, this is, there's something there. I don't want to let yeah, these kids trying to save the kids. Yeah. And I yeah. now I'm just screaming to the heavens. I'm like, you bastard. Why did you do that? Why did you take that from us? We could have had proof oh, right man. there. And I still yeah. remember that that image to this day. Like I could actually picture it in my head. And I just nice. wish that we could have kept it because I mean Yeah, I'm bummed. There was obviously yeah. something there. Yeah. And I Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So Damn. Well done. That Greg. was awesome. Yeah. That was a good cool story. story on your oh, own. That was you. a good story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who's next? Uh, I think it's me actually. Chandler. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this one comes from our good buddy Nathan Davis, who uh, we just saw the teacher oh, yeah. meeting. Hey, yeah. Nathan. I, I love this dude. Nathan Davis yeah. is a man. Yeah, thank you, man. So uh, he starts off a story saying, I just out of high school, I started a card detailing business with my mom being my partner. Hey, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One day I had a customer bring in an older Ford two-door Bronco, uh, late 70s style, kind of body style. Uh, we pulled it into the shop and my mom got started on it while I was in the office taking a care. A Bronco. A Bronco. Yeah, like an OJ Bronco yep. kind of thing. OJ Bronco. Uh, look yeah. out. I was in I was in the office taking care of some paperwork. About 20 minutes into my mom working on it, she came in the office and told me that uh, something had died inside the Bronco. Ooh. Oh. Uh, we had always joked that there were some uh, very dirty cars that smelled bad. And oh man, well, I mean, like it smelled bad like someone died in there. Hmm. Uh, so I asked if it stinks really bad. And she says, no, someone died in that vehicle. She said Whoa. that she could actually feel the presence of a spirit still hanging outside inside the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had this kind of sicky, sweet smell of death. He says, "Have you ever how, how do you know it? what that is?" Well, let me, can I just tell you, having smelled it several times, mm-hmm. um, when yeah. you smell death, it's something that happens. It's instinctual. Oh yeah, it is. A, when you smell, yeah. when you smell a dead body for real, it is unmistakable. You, as a human being, will immediately know. It's a dead body. Yeah, yeah. instincts yeah. kind of kick into that. Point. I've had it happen several times. Yeah. You go like this, it hits you, and you go dead guy. Like you immediately know what it is. Oh, especially when we're in yeah. the yeah. crematorium oh, area. Yeah. Of oh our, yeah, our secret location. Yeah, that's death. You yeah. can't get rid of that smell for. It sticks a in your nostrils. Time. For, yeah, ever. It yeah, really yeah, Chris, does. you had your hand raised. You know, prior to my my kind of career in construction, I uh, I was a hotel manager, and on a few occasions, unfortunately, I had to deal with people who passed away or had taken their own lives in the hotel. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. first time it ever happened was maybe about 21, 22 years old. And I was walking up to the the room and the person had actually taken their own life. And there was a very unique smell. Mm. And you and knew that, immediately, right? You and I knew immediately what, what that was. And since it's happened, yeah. happened, it has the same smell. It has the same kind of texture on the tongue in the back of your throat it's something that you just can't get rid of for, for, for days like weeks afterwards yep it's yeah, always, always kind of there and you you just know if you if you've been around death whether it's like a loved one or something else or somebody's past you just know instinctively how it feels and you know automatically i was 20 foot away and i knew for well what had happened that I need to oh, call yeah. the authorities and do. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, yeah. It's, it's just something that I hope people don't have it's to, you know, ever witness thing. themselves, yeah. but it's very instinctual yes. and it's something that's very unique. Exactly. Yep. yep. Nope. You, wow. you nailed it right there. So uh, Nathan continues to say, uh, as we continue to clean the vehicle, we started noticing strange things happening on the passenger side door. Uh, it wouldn't open. This oh. particular model had a front bench seat and that would kind of slide forward so that people could go into the back of the vehicle. The passenger side of the bench seat would not slide forward. And 
and the passenger door would not open or the rear tailgate wouldn't open either. So it wouldn't like drop down. He says, from everything I put together and uh, I could feel what happened had happened in the rear passenger seat. So he's talking about the like how the passenger seat wouldn't move, yeah. things like that. That's kind of where he was feeling all the, the weird activity. Yeah. Uh, we did our very best to clean the vehicle. When we were finished, I uh, contacted the, the customer to come pick up the vehicle and explain the problems that we were having with the door and saying that the seat may have been strange because it wasn't working. He says that's str- uh, the, the customer says that's strange. He hadn't had any problems with it when he dropped the car off to us. So mm-hmm. the dude's like, oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I haven't had any issues with it. Uh, Nathan says, being a believer of God, I felt like I needed to say something to the customer when I brought up the fact that there was a spirit still lingering inside the vehicle. Once I did, he became very quiet, like he knew something had bad had happened inside that vehicle. He quickly he paid knew. his bill and yeah. left to never be seen again. Wow. So the dude got out of Dodge. He's like, I'm out of here. So, well. and Nathan says, I hope that was well with everyone. I absolutely love the show. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Nathan. Nathan. Creepy mm. as hell, and dude. I, 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 hope I hope your back's good, brother. Yeah, yeah. And I hope the owner of that car did not name that car Christine. That that is trouble. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that was creepy. That's a very creepy story, and uh, and while not a ghost story, it very much fits the show. Hundred percent. Show that anything can actually show activity, whether it's a vehicle. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you you could be anywhere, and activity can happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. I, I had a story from a few years ago, where, many, many years ago. I had a friend of mine who bought a car from Birmingham, and it was White Rover. Um, and we drove down, and I picked it all up, and there was this weird smell in the car that we couldn't quite figure out. You know, it was bought from a little old man. He'd done very minimal mileage on it, very well looked after car. You know, it was my buddy's first car. Mm-hmm. So we're driving my car, I'm like, what is that smell? It's like sickly sweet kind of, you know, and then sours. And it got, you know, no. it like, tastes like soured milk kind of thing. We couldn't figure out what it was. And we looked throughout the entire car. We couldn't find anything that was out of place. Um, but I used to do a bit of car valeting myself, and we thought we'd just take the seats out, just, you know, check all the bits and pieces. Took the seat out, right. and I found, we found a knife. We found a kitchen knife. A knife. Mm. About an eight-inch knife. And wow. it looked like it had blood on it. It looked like it had blood on it as well. So we couldn't credit it. We're like, okay, cow. so... We got it gone. We weren't sure what to do with it, and we kind of we threw the knife away. And it's just the knife, you know, blood stain on it, whatever it may have been. It was rock hard, you know. And then as soon as we took the seat out, because we couldn't move the seat backwards and forwards, it was jamming in there. Oh, so we like figured that out. Then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, similar to that. Yeah. That's what made me think about this. But the smell went. We drove that car, and the smell never came back. The knife was causing the smell, but there's no reason why a knife with a little bit of water to be stained would cause that strong of an odor. So we're not sure if that, you know, the old guy was had done something in the past with this old vehicle, um, wow. or was hiding the knife in there, whatever else, but there was that sickly, yeah. sweet, pungent smell of something that wasn't just quite right. And it took oh, us like man. a couple of weeks to figure out what it was, but we found that knife, and we threw it away, and the smell went away, and never to be done again. Oh, you know, it was never oh, to be knife. Done. So it was on yeah. the knife. Yes, it was on the knife. So the knife was either connected to something that a bad, you know, happened that was bad, or it was linked to something else. You know, but this is a little old man with a cardigan on, gray hair. We bought it from him, kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, he could have been a serial killer for all we know, kind of thing. It was Jack the Ripper. Ripper, But however, that knife caused all the smells, and we couldn't explain it. And you know, we kind of wow. um, The friend knows who he is. I'm not going to mention a name, but we (laughs) still talk about it now, saying, "Wow, what the heck was that deal with that knife? Was it? You know, was it?" 
wow, you know, just makes me yeah. well, <laughs> makes yeah, me kind of shivery it. now. And Chris, uh-huh. oh yeah, man, I'll, I'll have you know the statute of limitations has passed, so you're okay now. You're <laughs> yeah. not going to be it's charged long enough, with uh, get, getting rid of a crime scene right there. Yeah, evidence. Now <laughs> we know at, why he wants in the country. Is <laughs> <laughs> now, now we know. That's why he like wants a to be a citizen. In 1987, <laughs> Rover 214. Yeah, absolutely. The ultimate crime scene. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, That's who's awesome. next? It's who's you. Next? It's, oh, it, I'm next. It is you, yeah. Okay, this comes from Mike Worthen. Mike. Cool. Hey, Mike. Mike. Thanks, dude. Uh, it says, Mr. Chunga and fellow Chungettes. I like that. <laughs> How much hey, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I guess I, like oh, I guess we are. Yeah. Uh, said my he says my ghost stories below, but first a brief introduction. I'm a Patreon super fan. Thank you, Mike. Hey, Much hey, thanks, thanks, Mike. Yeah, he says I'm a Mind Patreon respect. super fan. I've been a longtime listener all the way back to the beginning of the podcast and radio show. Thank you, hey. Mike. Uh, we're similar in age as well. I grew up in Teville. Teville is Taylorsville. That's my hometown. He went to Taylorsville class of '89, Taylorsville High class of '89, and remember most of the locations and people that you often talk about. I lived just north of the high school on a great cul-de-sac named Jolly Circle, which I am familiar with. Oh, are you? Okay. I know Jolly Circle. Hmm, In fact, I think a lot of kids used to park their cars in Jolly Circle and then walk to the school until the the cops shut it down. So you can't park (laughs) in Jolly Circle anymore. I don't think I want to know exactly why they called it Jolly, jolly Circle. Jolly Circle. Jolly Circle. Ha, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> uh, after, after Mike left, only clowns were allowed to live there. Oh, uh, after Mike left. Uh, anyway, it was a fantastic neighborhood. Yes, it was, Mike. A, fast, a fantastic neighborhood back then, especially growing up in the 80s. It's a little sketchy now. Uh, I vividly recall the stories in that area, too. Uh, from the old Reams to Grand Central to Mark's Ark, Seven Seas, the Man Theater on 53rd. Yeah, I mean, th- these were all my hangs, right? Uh-huh. When I was uh, when I was a little kid. Love mm-hmm. that town. Uh, anyway, he goes, uh, the list goes on and on and on. I loved it. I'm also very familiar with Alien Invasion and that old red house. I actually yes. walked through it before it was demolished. Very creepy. The Santa Crotch house. Is oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, which which we, we made sure to drive past when we were in Utah last week. Yeah, huh. I mean, it's not there anymore. No, it's an office complex, like, but I showed you where it was. I still uh-huh. miss yeah. Alien exactly. Encounters out there. That was like one of my favorite spook alleys ever. Yeah, he calls it Alien Invasion, but it was Alien Encounters. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Uh, it was demolished. Very creepy. A lot of bad vibes in there. Me and my mm. brother-in-law went from room to room in that house, exploring, eventually coming across one with an attic access above and footprints on the wall heading up to the opening. When we, when we noticed strange symbols on the floor, we bolted. Now, I've seen these symbols. Mm. Wait, so you know what he's I, talking I about. I know what he's talking about. I have seen these symbols. What? This is before it became a spook alley. There was a lot of satanic stuff that was being performed yeah. in the house. They had symbols and burnt candles and all kinds of stuff all oh, over the floor. Man. I'm surprised okay. the place didn't burn down, to be perfectly mm. honest with yeah. you. Uh, we bolted as soon as we heard footsteps in the attic above us. Uh, it, that was an absolute nope. And I agree, the old mill was spooky and twisted. Uh, great haunted house, though. I loved it. Uh, when I grew mm-hmm. up, I moved to uh, West Jordan, close to your possessed house of mysteries. Oh. I also have a son about the same age as Chandler, and he also went to Hayden Peak Elementary. Yeah! He went to he- West Hills Middle School and Copper Hills, all three of Chandler's schools. Nice. Uh, some of his good friends even lived in that old neighborhood and played on the same hockey team as Chandler. Oh, hey, small world. My That's son cool. Michael played on the golf team uh, with 
your FBI neighbor's kid, and I remember occasionally seeing you at your house picking up or dropping off my son while I was there. Aww. One of your neighbors and hockey player Austin was even there, uh, was even in my son's recent wedding. It's a great group of kids. I wonder if they ever moved, met Chandler. Oh, I know Austin. Oh, really great, yeah. So it's a great nice. catch yep. up there. Yeah. It's a really nice yeah, catch up. I know up. all of them very the guy, well. The guy was just in my hood my whole life. That's I, so I cool. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I'll get to my ghost story now. And this one comes <laughs> with validation from a second person. Cool. Okay. As I said, I grew up in a small rambler in Taylorsville with my parents and three other siblings. One night, I was home alone and in the basement doing laundry, actually using scissors to scrape fabric from my Levi's to speed up the holy jeans process <laughs> and then wash and repeat. My nice. mom hated Love it that. when I wasted water like that. I was about 12 or 13 minding my own business when I noticed a movement just outside the door. Mm. I turned to see an old man in overalls wearing a rough-looking cowboy hat slowly walking across the doorway opening. No way! <laughs> he then headed towards the stairs. Of course, I asked him who he was and, and what he was doing in my basement. Nothing. Keeping in mind the stairs were very creaky, so I would have heard him going up. Still nothing. He must be standing at the bottom of the stairs. Freaked out, I knew that I needed to get out of there quick, and I needed a weapon. Taylorsville. Uh, it's a classic 12-year-old, too. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. 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 Kid at Taylorsville. I needed a weapon. So, like most families at the time, we had dozens of old Coke bottles in a crate ready to be sent back. I grabbed one and cautiously rounded the corner. Uh, he was going to bonk him. It's like a Goonies. He's going to bonk him. He's like, <laughs> a hey, Goonies. going to bonk him with a Coke bottle. <laughs> I grabbed one and cautiously rounded the corner to see nothing. Nothing in the hall behind me. Uh, nothing uh, around the corner. So, I bolted up the stairs, out the side door, down the street. And finally, oh, wow. when I saw <laughs> someone finally come home as expected no one believed me and that's the reason i still run up a stairway to this day i do Jeez. that I do maybe too. it's a taylorsville thing <laughs> i do that he says, albeit I do it a little slower since turning 50. Uh, now, for the validation part, flash forward to a few years ago when I was about 17 or 18, sitting at the kitchen table having breakfast. At some point in my time, my older brother and his then girlfriend came in and sat down to eat. Out of the blue, she asks, hey, who was that old man in the basement last night? Good. Yeah, the overalls and a beat up cowboy hat. Wow. No way. She then said he came to their bedroom door and just stood there. She woke up my brother, but when she looked back, he was gone. Oh, my gosh. No. Of course, my first response was subtle, but overjoyed. Aha! Now do you guys <laughs> believe me? No Needless way. to say, everyone was a little weirded out, and, I'm always, and I've always kept an open, uh, an open eye for another sighting. Yeah. No one ever saw him again, though. Hmm. Unfortunately, that old girlfriend is no longer alive, as I was hoping to reach oh. out years ago and ask her about it. Oh. Uh, no clue who the old man uh, might have been and why he was there in the first place. We built the home, but I guess the land could have had some issues. Maybe some old farmer before the homes it's were true. developed. True. Perhaps an artifact. Yeah, absolutely true. Anyway, that's my tale. I have a couple more stories, but this one was for my. This one was my favorite. I even had a UFO sighting once. Hey. But that's for a later day. Thanks that's for reading, guys. Happy Halloween. Hey, hey Mike. Hey, hey, Halloween. Thank you very much. You. Mike Worthen. Can I tell I a quick ghost story that's, that's very yeah. similar to that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, hey, this is a house when I was a kid. This is not the haunted house. This is the, the house before. Uh, you'd probably be able to tell it better than I would because I was so young, but I, I, you would constantly catch me in my room just playing with, I call them my dudes. They're my G.I. Joes, right? Yep. And I would mm -hmm. just be singing these really, really old songs um, so as this a kid. Was, so this was a house. Um, this was, it, it's uh, it's in West Jordan. It's uh -huh. by Hayden Peak, like it you is. said. Yeah. 
um, not far from the uh, the the House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's uh, less maybe than a mile. Three away. minutes away, yeah. Maybe three minutes away. And it was a. I loved this house. It was a very pretty house. Uh, brand new, brand new house. Yeah. Uh, shortly after we moved in, I think we'd been there probably six months or so. And um, Chandler is there. He's probably three years old at the time. Uh, yeah. And I hear him singing a song back in his bedroom. And I walked back to his bedroom, and I'm just listening to him, and he's singing a song, and it's he's three. There's very clear words to the song, mm-hmm. and there's very clear notes with structure and arrangement. And I'm trying to put two and two together, and I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, I hear him playing with his, his G.I. Joe guys again and his, his cars and stuff in his bedroom. And he's singing the exact same song, exact same words, hmm. exact same notes. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, a three-year-old is not going to learn a song. Maybe Barney. So yeah. I'm thinking it's probably from yeah. like Blue's Clues or Barney or something. SpongeBob like or something, something weird. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I say to him, I said, hey, Chandler, I said, that's, that's a pretty cool song that you're singing there. What are you singing? He goes, oh, my friend taught it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, who's your friend? Oh, he comes in and he plays with my with my dudes. This is why won't let kids have imaginary friends. And he kept, here. I said, he's an Indian. He kept saying he's an Indian. I said, mm-hmm. he's an Indian. Yeah. He said, yeah, he's got really long pants. He has really long pants that go up to up to his neck and he's got straps. I mean, overalls. Dungarees, yeah. like his overalls. Yeah. He's got really long pants that go up around uh, by his arms with these straps, and he's got this big hat. So he's describing a farmer, but he's calling him an Indian. I'm just being right? free. It just and, he's got, got and he's got really and he's got really crazy gray hair. And he went like this. He moved his hands around. He goes, "He's got really crazy gray hair." He taught me the song mm-hmm. while he plays with me. He taught me this song, and I was like, "Oh, uh, okay." That's- <laughs> A long, and he kept singing the song day after day. He kept singing the song. So one day I recorded him around the corner. He didn't know that I did this. And I took it to the radio station and I'm I, I'm playing it in the building saying, does anybody know what this is? Has yeah. anybody heard this song? And Frank Layden, the jazz coach, Frank Layden of all people, is like, <laughs> what? hey, I know that song. Uh-huh. I know the song. I know that song. I'm like, you're from you're from New York. You don't know what this song is. Shut up. You've never uh-huh. heard this song before. He goes, no, 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 no. I, I know a lady on my street who was, who was singing this song. I know this song. So he actually puts me in touch with the lady on his street that, that he claims will know the song. And she says, oh, yeah, that's an old pioneer song. It's an old Mormon hymn that they, they don't really sing anymore. <laughs> it, it's not well known. Mm, yeah. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it right now. Uh-huh. Was it Pioneer? But it's show. very different. For that's why you, this is how they walk. Yeah, put, put your shoulder to the wheel. And walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I walk. walk and walk. I can't remember the name of it, mm. but it was uh, it was it was an old. It's probably an old Christian hymn or something yeah. like that yeah. that yeah. the Mormons adopted and kept on their own. Um, but Frank, it's just kind of a weird thing. Said, no, 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 I know that song. I know. I mean, I don't know it, but I know it, and I know the lady that that I heard sing it oh, at man. some event that he was at. And he put me in touch with her. She said, "Yeah, it's a Mormon hymn, and and you know that's how would how would a three year old know that? Yeah, you yeah. know, huh. sort of thing." So, and the crazy thing is, I remember this is like one of my earliest memories as as a human. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I was laying in my purple car bed, right, and just just I remember waking up one day in, in the bedroom. The bedroom led out into a very long hallway that went into the living room, and yep. on the other side, on the left side of the room, there was this big, you know, just open, just normal window that led outside. And I remember waking up, and I'm laying on my side, and I see this white figure float through the window. 
window, look at me, and then float down the hallway and slowly just fade out. Something right out of Ghostbusters. Yep. Big straw hat, big white bushy hair. Wow. Yeah. No legs, but crazy I can see the overalls too. and like from like the the Jeez. waist down, it kind of just slowly disappeared. And I remember this crazy? clearest day still. Now here he's in West Jordan talking about a guy that almost fits that description perfectly. Isn't that mm-hmm. nuts? That's weird. Yeah, that's they got to be old farming grounds. Okay. Out there, so. uh, yep. Awesome. So who's yeah. next? Uh, so it's actually Tanya. Tanya Budge sent in a, a oh, voice she sent over. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cool. Tanya Budge, the Disney mom. Disney mom over okay. here. So yeah, let's listen to Tanya. Hey, proud Disney mom here, Tanya Budge. I have several ghost stories that I could share as I grew up in a haunted house. However, the experience that I want to share for this episode is when I went to Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which we have yeah. done. I, went, I, I won't go. in September of 2019. There is a room where Dr. Kevorkian's van is in there, and in that room, I felt a very heavy presence and noticed a story with a photo, and it was a story of his first patient, if you will, who asked to be um, the assisted suicide because she had early onset Alzheimer's which of course hit home with me because my mom has early onset Alzheimer's and I feel like it was not an evil presence. I felt like it was actually her reaching out to me to let me know that things were going to be okay. So that part of the museum was quite pleasant. Um, Things escalated as we got upstairs after you go through the clown portion, which those of you that have been there know what I'm talking about. And then you get to a room where it's the freak show. My least favorite part of the museum, to be honest. And as we were standing there watching the guy perform his freak show, I felt a very cold uh, breeze or like somebody was blowing on the back of my neck. Hmm. And I thought it was my husband because he was with me. And as I turned around, I realized there's nobody standing behind me. He was to the side of me and there was nobody directly behind me that could have blown on my neck at that angle. Apparently, Tanya so was at the observation was area. <laughs> <laughs> the right she after that, out. I yeah. noticed yeah. that right where my neck had been blown on started burning. Oh, and wow. So Ooh, yeah. I didn't want to say anything because mm-hmm. we were with a group of people and I didn't want to uh, um, do anything to change their experience. This was my experience through the museum. Certainly. So I just kept note mm-hmm. of it, made sure to not touch it throughout the remainder of the museum. I'll come back to that here in just a little bit. Oh, good. Oh, um, good. After <laughs> Please we went do. through there, we went through Peggy's room. Peggy was very talkative to us the day that we were there. They have a spirit box going continuously with Peggy. And when we were there that time, she would respond to questions. My husband actually asked the question to me saying, is this the doll you're not supposed to look into her eyes? And immediately on the spirit box, it said, yes, look in my eyes. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh, come on. Damn. Names. My husband asked her what color his shirt was, and she responded with the correct response. So that room uh. was very active as well. 
Mm -hmm. As we continued on through the museum, we got into the room with the devil's rocking chair. No, Maverick! Oh. No more flybys! The pattern is full, Ghost Rider! It is known <laughs> to give people uh, different pain because the chair itself is known to give you back pain if you sit in it or things like that. And as soon as we got into that room, I noticed that my low back was hurting so bad. And I thought it was just oh. the shoes I was wearing. Oh, wow. You know, things mm. like that. Totally wrote it off. I did not know the claims of this room at the time that wow. we had gone through yeah. it. All I knew was my back hurt so severely. Yeah. I was leaning on the railing. It's a very common thing, by the way. I almost excused myself because it hurt so bad I wanted to go sit down but as soon as we left that room my back was fine again I did not think anything of that had no idea what that meant uh, the very last room that you go to is what's called the demon house room and as soon as no. we entered that room both my husband and one other lady heard two very distinctive growls as we walked into that room and my husband actually did not want to be in there for the rest of it. I, I stayed and I can't go, man. I, don't, I can't go to that left. place. I just can't as do it. As soon as we got no. out to the parking lot, I asked my husband to look at my neck. And I explained to him that it had been burning throughout the entire museum. And as he did, he noticed there was a very long scratch on my neck right where wow. I had been blown. My Ooh. buddy George Dayton passed out in this the place. Time, but the really? picture got yep. deleted off of his phone and oh, we don't wow. even know how that happened wow. he did not delete it so something obviously did not want to let us know or have any proof or documentation of what it had done mm -hmm. so again the, the experiences were quite exciting and, and it was fun and intense didn't think anything of it then like i said that was in september of 2019 october of 2019 i was watching the ghost adventures halloween special which they happened to have a big segment on the museum as well as the devil's rocking chair oh, and that's when zach was explaining about how people experience the low back pain with the chair and yeah. all of a sudden a light went on for me saying oh my gosh that's why my back was hurting so bad now it gets even better. <laughs> he sat in that chair, and as soon as he sat in that chair, I kind of felt something like a, an energy or something. Did not think much of that. But immediately after that happened, we started noticing noises around the house. Were they the jet noises? The light would turn off and on all by itself. <laughs> Little things like that. Something had just all of a sudden sparked, saying, hey, wait a minute. I'm here, and I'm not supposed to be here. And I finally figured out that, oh my gosh, we brought home an attachment. Yeah, oh, that's why I'm kidding, right? That's why I'm not going to that place. It was something evil. I think it was just something very playful and didn't actually want to have come home with us. So I told my husband, I said, we need to go back and we need to take this back with us. Oh, man. <laughs> so we did. So we oh, no, that's how attachments work. They draw you back in, Tanya. 2019, and as soon as we had those plans, as soon as we left the house and got in the car, I very audibly said to this entity, hey, you're coming with us. We're going to take you home. And we walked to the wow. museum, and as soon as I got back through the room with the devil's rocking chair, I just kind of whispered, okay, you're home now. And we never had a problem since then. Yeah, that devil's well, rocking chair has killed like a hundred people or main something. Main experience crazy. with Zach Bagan Museum. We have gone through a couple other times since then. Oh, Not man. anything quite that exciting has happened. We did see uh, a shadow figure the last time we were there, and we did hear 
um, Peggy again, things like that. But I definitely recommend it. Just make sure that you don't take an attachment. No, what? No. No, 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 you no, don't, no. Tanya. You don't recommend Have it. Have a great Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, no, happy Tanya. Tanya. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Tanya. Oh, that's uh, creepy. But at the same time, what the? 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 lunch and things like that and he was all excited he's like i'm going to uh i'm going to zach baggins i'm like i don't think that's a good idea george i don't <laughs> think you should do that no no no. i'm going it's gonna be fun so i get a call from vegas he's like dude uh in the hospital passed out oh uh, thing, wow. the place is horrible it's hell Come on earth on. don't ever go yeah no seriously it's like i'll never ever i'll never go back there ever really? again. wow yeah I, I just i can't go i don't know if it's an empathic thing i'm afraid I, i'm afraid if i go there i'll die like i'll drive past it um, just to see it, it's a in a, in a kind of a sketch part. It of town. is in a rough part of town, yeah. Um, so I, I don't go down there anyway, yeah. but it's a cool old building. Uh, but yeah, man, that uh, that place, uh, I don't know that I can up. go in there. Yeah, yeah, no, crazy. No. Well, and is Oof. it wrong for me to admit that I actually want to go there and I want to go through at my own pace? But I'm going to be walking through there with two middle fingers inside my pockets the entire time I'm going through there just to tell whatever to f off. No, Hannah, I, I, you know what's going to happen? You're, you're going to fall asleep in the demon chair. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to nap. You have been choked. Well, hey, I'm I'm okay with falling asleep in a in a demon chair. I mean. <laughs> It's like a cozy old nap in there. Yeah. Like, you're not doing just this. Just take a little nap. I'm not. Just, I, nah. it, it is forbidden. Uh, you I'm can't go. I'm <laughs> doing it. You're not. You can't. No, Panda, you can't do it. That is <laughs> just crazy. so messed up. I, I don't uh, know. People, I know a lot of people that have gone there. I don't know a single person. I don't know a, even one person who's gone to the Zach Bagans thing and come out okay. See, uh, yeah, I we're without some saying. Challenge, dude. I take Panda. That as a no, challenge. I, I was, you're challenging I'm not willing me to right risk now. That. No, no, it's just you're gonna go in there and it's like that horrible strawberry shortcake uh, phony smell when you buy the doll, and, <laughs> um, and they're gonna give you some punch. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be punch. It's gonna be the anti panda. Ends up like you buy that strawberry uh, shortcake doll, but it ends up being more like skunkcore from He Man. (laughs) (laughs) Skunkcore. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to create the anti panda environment that he would not want to go to. (laughs) Is what I'm trying to do. Uh, Uh, Okay. So so speaking of pandas, it's it's panda's turn. Panda's turn to read a story. All right. Let's. There we go. All right, so this one comes from uh, Christopher Sellen, who I actually got to hang out with a little bit at hey. the, uh, the Spook Alley Social. Nice, nice. okay. Cool. Nice, yeah. He said hi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, <laughs> he was there with a bunch of youth, so yeah. we weren't able to really hang out a lot at the Spook Alley Social, but... He says, I also have a ghost story to contribute from when I was young, around eight to 10 years old and living Mm. in West Jordan. So going back to West Jordan right here. There's a lot of stuff in West Jordan, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, even when I was a kid, I actually lived close for about four years out close by the uh, where that old sugar house factory was. In yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. The yeah. Park, and that place was always always had like a creepy vibe about it. Yeah, 
It did. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, he goes on to say, I had one of those nights that kids do when they just feel scared for some reason. I kept going into my parents' room to tell them I was scared all night, which annoyed them, of course. Uh, like, hey, crazy, you know? Uh, well, <laughs> after being told to go back to bed for the, the millionth time and stay there yet again, I decided just to lay there and try to fall asleep. As I was laying in bed, scared, while the rest of the family was fast asleep, I suddenly heard a noise from down the hall and realized it was the garbage disposal in the kitchen. Oh. I thought that that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who turns on the garbage disposal right, in the right. middle of the night and why? Which, yeah, that's actually a great question. Poltergeist. Right there. That's why poltergeist. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. So, of course, I yelled, Mom, to which I hear a voice from the kitchen reply back to me, Oh, it's just me, hun. I stayed in bed, wide-eyed and terrified for a bit, uh, for a bit more. Then I went back to my parents' room to tell them I was still scared. I woke my dad who was not happy to be woken up, of course, because, I mean, who, who likes to be yeah, woken right, up in yeah, the right, of the night? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by his scared son, uh, yet again, I proceeded to ask, what was mom doing in the kitchen? To which dad replied, your mom has been asleep and is in bed next to me. I don't know who or what turned on the garbage disposal and shouted back at me, but needless to say, I didn't sleep much that night. I always had creepy, or I always had creepy things like toys moving on their own in that house. It was kind of creepy as a kid living in that house. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, so well man. done, Chris. Well done, Chris. Yeah, yeah, well dude. done. Well Thank done. you nice. for that story. That yeah, was spooky. It was great. It was great. Garbage disposal. Yeah, I mean, in a garbage you know what? Disposal, man. Appliances you know coming alive. I have a theory. <laughs> yeah. Maximum overdrive. Yeah, maximum overdrive yes. vibe. Uh, that's straight yes. away. Yes. Hey, only if ACDC does the soundtrack. Heck yeah. <laughs> Those ghosts are trying to scare you when they do something like that. They're mm-hmm. act, they're not trying to tell you something. They're not trying to let you know that they're they're physically trying to alert you and freak you out. They're just being a douche. Yeah, they're they're trying to freak you out. Yeah. somebody close to you's mm-hmm. voice like that. Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. That's not Absolutely. cool right there. Well, no. and, and oddly enough, at the Benson Gristmill, Chris and I had this happen. Uh, we were on the bridge, yeah. and we kept hearing a voice come through that sounded like your voice, Chunga. Yeah, like, really? it, it sounded just like your voice kept coming through, and we were like, "What the hell is that thing?" Wow. And, yeah. And we kept uh, and we asked, like, "Hey, who do you want to talk to?" And it said, "Chunga." Chunga. Like, clear as that. And we're like, "As you." Well, that's why I'm trying to replicate yeah. your voice, and it sounded like you were saying it. That's terrifying. Isn't that so creepy? Yeah. It is. It's horrible. So it happens all the time. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know you guys warned me about it, saying that this is something that's really, really bad. This is something really dark. And if you hear it, then you want to, you know, just kind of clear the air and stop them and go do yeah. something else somewhere else just don't hang around to yes. be part of that so which we didn't we brought you over we went and got me and <laughs> kept it going did it for another 20 minutes so. yeah. and I didn't know that it was trying to sound yeah, like yeah it. it was bad oh, yeah. so uh, I have a fun one from Stacy Schreiber here it's a little bit of a different ghost story um, if you guys are okay, okay. with this it's, it's, uh, it's she a, gave us a three for she gave us a three for this one's actually about animal ghosts which is pretty animal cool animal ghosts okay so Ooh, she yeah. says 
In the fall of 2019, we adopted a 16-year-old marmalade kitty named Rusty. Hey, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Rusty. Yeah. At the time, we only had Cheddar, who was our nine-year-old marmalade cat. Uh, I think at some point, Rusty had been a, a decent-sized uh, cat, but was slinky and skinny from cancer that we didn't realize he had at the time. Aww. He was the sweetest cat ever, and we were incredibly sad that we only had him for a year, but we were thrilled to give him a warm, safe place during that time. Mm-hmm. Anyone who adopts a cat... You know, hero. an older cat. You're yeah. a hero. Yeah, you're yeah, a hero. Yeah. You're a hero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, since then, he has actually been spotted inside our home, and I wanted to share a couple of those experiences. Oh, about a year ago, my oldest daughter woke up in the middle of the night and realized there was an orange cat sleeping in her bed, which was odd because she always sleeps with the door shut so that the cats actually don't come into her room. Mm-hmm. She realized uh, she actually reached down to pet him, and boom, he was gone. Wow. A few months mm-hmm. later, I was I was getting ready uh, for bed and went to uh, give the cats their evening snack. I do this to hope that they won't <laughs> they won't keep me past uh, like uh, waking up at five a.m. Which sure. our rusty does that every day every day um i had plenty of lights on in the house and was fully awake tater tot who was a blonde cat and cheddar who was our orange kitty were walking ahead of me i noticed cheddar walk into the laundry room which was weird because he had he's never had a reason to go in there so that's not mm-hmm. an area he goes in normally hmm. i started calling out for him and it stuck in my head that wait he's in the laundry room but there was no cat i turned around and uh, and my husband asked me what i was doing because i was standing next to cheddar who was uh, been on the other side of the kitchen the entire time so basically she saw an orange oh, yeah. cat walk into the laundry room cheddar was on the other side of the house it was rusty so, uh, yeah and so she's like i finally turned to see our ghost cat which i used to feed rusty in the laundry room wow. that's the only cat they fed in the laundry room yeah uh, rusty I, the ghost i swear i hear cheeto yeah, from time I, to time here. in this house i, I, I can hear him it. yelling yeah. Yeah. there's been twice where i've heard yeah. his like distinct meow and i'm like oh that's our buddy yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Stacy needs to be recognized for yeah, I think Stacy needs to be recognized for actually be having having a great ability to name cats. Yeah, Rusty, yeah, right? Okay. Cheddar. Rusty, yeah. Cheddar, right? Tater Tot, love it. Yeah, it's so awesome. Okay, All so right. I have is this the last I one? I think this is the last story. Well, I think this may be the last uh-oh. one. Okay, so we have reached our final our final ghost story. So yeah. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hey. give you one more ghost story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then mm-hmm. Greg is gonna have his final Halloween movie shout out. Awesome. And uh, and we'll thank some goblins. We'll do the goblins, cool. Sounds so good. First, before we do that, our final ghost story of twenty twenty two comes from Garth Wright. Hey, hey Garth. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, again, some of you said in ghost stories today after we got everything all lined up. We're sorry if we didn't read yours yeah. it was after the cutoff please forgive us yeah and big hey, shout out to garth who showed up early at the t-shirt meetup and stayed late to kind of help get yeah, set yeah, up shout and clean out up. To garth. huge shout out man thank you thanks thank you. dude says hey ronan fam this is garth and this is my haunted story i Ooh. stayed at the mitzvah hotel in tonopah nevada we are familiar with the mitzvah Ooh, hotel very haunted yeah. i planned a trip to stay there the hotel was built in 1907 and is known to be haunted indeed it is the mitzvah has been restored to its original state which is cool i did i actually didn't know that uh uh, I I know it was pretty run down. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I checked into the hotel. I went to my room, rode the elevator, which is haunted, by the way, up to the third floor. In the elevator, there was a framed elevator li- operator license from 1929. Ooh. The hotel has a lot of historical things around, like a piano Liberace played when he was there. Oh, um, oh there's cool. A, there's, yeah, which is very cool. There's very a hallway cool. that had checks from famous people that had stayed there. And he says, when I got off the elevator, the hallway going to my room smelled like smoke. And I was thinking I would have to get a different room until I opened the door and crossed the threshold into my room. When I did that, I didn't smell smoke 
at all. Wow. Next to the door wow. was a plaque saying that this room used to be Wyatt Earp's room, and he'd been Whoa. a resident there a while back for quite some time. That's huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, so I took a picture of it with my flash, uh, which went off and uh, and kind of made things wacky. So mm. I uh, I had to retake the picture and turn the flash off. Took a second picture, which was kind of uh, uh, oh, excuse me. He says I took a second picture and was in kind of a hurry uh, to go to dinner. So I lowered my phone and thought, wait a minute, that didn't look right. So I looked at it and it was all distorted and you could tell it, it kind of what it was, but it wasn't very clear. So I took a third picture, which came out perfectly. Uh, I kind of mm. thought maybe something could be here while I was taking these pictures. When I left my room, I left the light on on purpose. When I got back from dinner, I went back to my room, opened the door and thought, wait a minute, I thought I left the light on. I just thought maybe housekeeping came in to do something, so I shrugged it off. So I changed my clothes, head back downstairs to look at the casino, uh, which is no big deal, and then went over to the lounge in the hotel. And people were just sitting around having drinks and having food. So I just sat there and people watched and took pictures of the area and the hotel for probably an hour or so. Then I went up to bed, woke up around 3 o'clock in the morning, and I could hear Uh a deep, muffled man's voice. And then a second later, I heard a muffled woman's voice reply. And I thought, my next-door neighbors are up having a conversation at 3 in the morning. So I decided to go to the bathroom and then walk past the foot of my bed, and I could smell perfume. Like grandma perfume, like rose petals and baby powder type smells. And I thought it was kind of odd that I just smelled that in one spot at the foot of my bed. So I came back from the bathroom and as I walked past the foot of the bed, I could smell the perfume in the same spot again. And I just thought maybe it's coming from the woman next door. Maybe there are uh, people in the room. Uh, They're getting ready to leave at the time. I didn't know. So I crawled back in bed and went to sleep. I got up in the morning, got some breakfast and went and looked at the Tonopah Cemetery which uh, which they only buried people in from uh, 1900 to 1911. Oh, wow. It has all of these creepy-looking wood headstones, names carved in them, and tin nailed onto them. And by the way, the cemetery... Oh, and by the way, the cemetery is right next to the famous Clown Hotel, which I think we all know. Oh, we know. Oh, yeah. We all yeah, know I've the Clown Hotel. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I go back and I get my things to check out. When I checked out, I played dumb and I asked the front desk gal if the hotel was haunted. And she said confidently, yes. Yes, Garth, it's one of the most haunted <laughs> hotels in the entire country. It actually is. He didn't know that the mitzvah was haunted. Very haunted. It is one of the most haunted hotels in the entire nation. Uh, she said yes. She proceeded to tell me all the t- uh, about all the times she went to the banquet room to see if she was coming back out. And the doors don't lock and they're free swinging. And it was like someone had locked the door and she couldn't get out. And she pushed the door super hard and nothing would happen. Oh. She could see nobody in there on the other side of the door. She would step back for a minute. She would push again and the doors would release. So she would go oh, into the banquet hall wow. and the doors would lock. She couldn't get out. Uh, so I've freaky. heard about that from the mitzvah from a lot of people, actually. Hmm. Uh, she also told a story about losing her debit card and then it showed up again later that day but we've all had that happen right (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, the difference here is that the card was cut up in four pieces and nobody else was working with her oh wow I told her about the light being shut off in my room and asked if housekeeping had gone into my room for something and she told me that housekeeping cannot go into rooms uh, they can't really? go into room to, they're not allowed to go into rooms to check on guests oh, okay. only to come in in the morning and clean okay. then I told her about the perfume smell and she asked if I saw a woman in a red dress 
And I didn't, but she said that that perfume, when that perfume is present, so is she, the woman in the red dress. <laughs> I also asked her what time people checked out of the room next to me, and she said the room next to me was vacant. Yes! Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, there you go. That's, that's awesome. So the mitzvah is notoriously haunted, and the elevator is uh-huh. known for operating on its own uh-huh. and, yeah, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yes, Greg. Damn. Okay. Well, so I have a question now. Exactly what part of uh, Nevada is this in? Yeah. So it's in it's in Nye County, and it's um, it's northern Nevada. It's very desolate. I want to say it's 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 uh, northeastern Nevada. Uh, yeah, so let, me, let me look it up. Uh, let's look okay. it up. Let's look it up. Because yeah, I think what, it's about. What am, what I'm truly wondering is actually how close is this to Reno, Nevada? Because I just want to make sure it's not the uh, the ghost of uh, of Jimmy Reno that's haunting. <laughs> oh, this, stop uh, it! This hotel. Quitting you. So uh, the Mitzpah Hotel is actually three hours between Vegas and Reno. So either way, if you're oh, leaving okay. Reno, so like three, three, three hours. If you're leaving between. Vegas, three hours. Yeah, yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. It's in the huh. kind of south central uh, area of Nevada. Oh, it's south central yeah, of Nevada. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was northeast. No, Nevada. no, no. So, are okay. there yeah. any brothels in this area? Probably. I, I, I would say Pahrump. I'm guessing so. Asking yeah. for a now, Pahrump is where all the brothels. Yeah, they always are. talk about it in our oh, news. Okay. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Pahrump. Ghost in their name. Pahrump. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you, everyone, for checking out the ghost stories, and a huge thank you to everyone who submitted them. Those were awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So good. All of you. Uh, we hope you all had a great time with it. The show is not over, however. We want to say mm-hmm. a huge thank you to our goblins, and then we've yeah. got Greg's final Halloween movie shout out coming up. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to our goblins. These guys paying a minimum of fifty dollars a month. Definitely walking the walk and supporting the show oh, we're yeah. very very grateful thank you yeah so everyone's going to be $50 until I say otherwise so starting us off we have Amy B thank you Amy thank you Amy uh, we have Please. Angel Angel we're, we're, we've been going through those uh, M&M cookies like crazy yeah so thank, thank you Angel <laughs> I, uh, we've eaten a lot yeah. of them uh, we have Angela Plotz thank you Angela we have Ben Booth the Badger Man and Brian Booth I'm a naughty big man and he got yeah. rid of those he, he cast those things out those yeah, spirits yeah, yeah well done or, man or did he mm-hmm. we have Daybreak Aesthetics on Daybreak I, I miss that place like crazy uh, let's see we have Gene and Janae Green thank you ladies. Ladies, you did a good job on the ghost ladies. Awesome job. Uh, We have Her Royal Highness, which is Jessica Terry. Thank you, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Also at $50 a month, we have, I've been here in other dreams, but usually there was a, a water polo game and a girl who would talk with her eyes. But do you want to do what this is? Does anyone know what this one is? I don't know. Skyler no, yelled at me it? for something. He goes, I can't believe you would miss, the, uh, miss a quote from the best F1 movie ever. Uh, I don't, maybe there, that's what it's wrong. I don't know. Is there an F1 movie? <laughs> I, I guess. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know this reference because it's <laughs> an F1 either. movie. I'm like, I don't know if this is the one he's talking about. I'm not. Uh, sure. I'm guessing. I'm maybe? guessing it is. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, picking back up, we have Jody College at fifty dollars a month. Thank, Thank you, Jody. Jody. Uh, also, we have Kosher and Halal are back from the dead. <laughs> My they favorite are. part is meeting meeting Jill and, and Nicolette at the the ghost hunt. They both <laughs> each consider themselves Kosher and Halal. So they they, they, they yeah. switch. They would switch throughout the night. They don't know who's who. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> also at $50 a month we have Taylor Casper who's out of the ghost and thank you man it was good yeah, seeing yeah. you uh, and then we have Viv the Mopar girl who scared the hell out of Chris and I when we heard her car take off down the street oh yeah and, very and, loud and old Tuli <laughs> woke Chris, up woke up poor Stansberry Park <laughs> and Chris and I were like <laughs> they thought the Russians were there yeah what about fear is gone the fear is never gone Maybe oh, that's the F1 quote. That could, that could, it sounds more F1-y than mm. talking with your eyes. I don't know. 
<laughs> Our first Super Goblin at 5001 is Cindy, Queen of Bats. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for all your help. Can I tell you, I love this person. I do, too, so much. She's one of my favorite people ever. Ever, uh, yeah. Cindy and Rory and her whole family, Cindy was oh, yeah. an incredible help yeah. at the T-shirt meetup. And uh, I, I really, I mean, sincerely... Cindy, thank you. Yeah, thank you for everything, uh, Cindy. You killed it at that thing. We appreciate it. And I got like four Cindy hugs. That should like hold me over for like yep. another six months at least. Yep. Yeah. I got like four Cindy hugs and a butt grab. I didn't get a butt wow. grab. Wow. I didn't get a butt okay. grab. There you go. Yeah, me neither. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, at 1599, the dude who got scared, you know, he almost died in the in the barn with you. The oh, coolest the cool, Parker the coolest. Lewis. Yeah. The coolest. coolest. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, at 5111, we have Ben Pearson of Pearson Remodeling. We finished basements. And Thank you, Ben. They do an awesome job, yeah. Mm -hmm. At 5111, we have Mata Lords. Yeah, I've got the perfect one. Oh, do you? Ooh. Nice. Mata. I'm an EPP. I'm an EVP. Marta. There we go, that's better. I'm an EVP, Marta. I'm a ghost from beyond. You got some sweet nails. Marta. I'm sorry, Marta. I'm sorry. No, those pretty nails good. are pretty sweet. They are yeah. awesome. Yeah. They glow in the dark. I was an EVP. So now everybody's listening. Oh, I heard an EVP at the Marta. Like when you were doing the Marta, sh the Marta shout. <laughs> at two hours in the show, I heard an EVP. Yeah, an EVP. <laughs> Time so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh. Marta, turn some butter. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just an EVP. I'm sorry, Marta. It makes no sense. Oh man, that's so good. Okay, at fifty-one fifty, we have the American badass himself, Lane Hilton. Yeah, thank you, Lane Hilton. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Captain. Uh, captain Lane Hilton. Uh, at fifty-one fifty-one, we have Blue Line Mom, Krista Windsor, who's uh, out enjoying a, a wonderful cruise right now. She's so not I'm, listening. I'm very jealous. Yeah, she's not, not listening. listening. Nor the, she shouldn't be. But we clap because of uh, because of respect. We clap because we should not because she's listening. Damn right. Damn. Uh, at fifty-two twenty-five, we have Matthew. Thank you, dude. It was awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 you. Yep. Uh, at fifty-two thirty, we have Lord. Lady Snoffingham. Yep. I just I just want to be like as happy as these two are when yeah, I get married. Awesome. You know what I mean? And Matt Burningham had a great ghost story. Uh, yeah, so he did. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be as cool as they are. I, I, it'll, it'll never it, happen. Me and none of us yeah. will get that to that level. We'll never awesome. get there. <laughs> At fifty five fifty five, we have Saint Shannon Weston. She uh, she sent the footage over or the, the audio recording of us getting scared to death, and now you she's calling. Yeah, she's, she's like, "You jump worse than I did." <laughs> of course, she's she calling did. me up. You tried oh, to I be like did. you were some tough guy. I was manly. You really weren't. You were <laughs> hell yeah. no. I was scared to death. Uh, at fifty seven seventy five, we have so we noticed with Ian and Angela. That's a, a very spicy podcast. show on the network. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. great show. Um, at fifty seven seventy seven, the man who was a uh, you know Freddy Krueger over here, Mr. Ken Krueger, Ken the Golden Krueger. Voice. Radio awesome we story, got Ian dude. and Angela and Ken right next to each uh, other. That's, yeah. that's a juicy fermenting bouillabaisse of, of good and spicy. Yeah, right. right, right uh, it's $60 a month. We have King Richard. Thank you, King man. Richard thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love everything. you, Rich. Yeah. We love you, man. Uh, also, at $60 a month, we have Phil Johnson, Radio Ronan, Overlord of Sandy. So I feel like we hung out with Phil all weekend. We, we yeah, got Phil's yeah. like yeah. here, right? And that's, that's what made wonderful. the weekend great. Yeah. Uh, so can I just say something about Phil? Uh, I made a 7XL shirt for Phil. Mm -hmm. uh, Phil used to be pretty big. It took me forever. I, did I tell the story on the last We thing? did, I, yeah, I, did, I, yeah. I'm telling it again because, Phil, I'm <laughs> proud of you, man. You look fantastic. Yeah, he's doing and, amazing uh, things. And and wears a very small shirt now. Yeah, we're, so we're proud bravo, of you, dude. Yeah. Bravo to Phil. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. 
Yeah. And I, I told the story twice. That's how hey, awesome well, he's an overlord. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, Overlords exactly. deserve that. Certainly. Uh, at at 6007, we have Dr. Steve McKiff of McKiff Dental. Windy, darling. I said I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. No, yeah. you got it wrong. I, I did get it wrong. Wendy, but, darling. Yeah. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. Yeah, much better. Yeah, Jack. Well Jack done. Torrance. Such a good one. The shitting. That's so good. At sixty two twenty two, we have Master Jedi Bread and Chris the Bread too. Yeah. 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 $65 a month. We have the legend himself, Guy Stones. Guy Stones. Dude, thank you. I'm sorry about your song. Yeah, I am too, man. That, that was, yeah. uh, so you know what sucks dude. is I'm I like I found out about it and I'm looking all through my socials. Mm-hmm. I'm uh-huh. like, why is Guy Stones not coming up? I'm trying to message Guy Stones. We're all trying to find I'm trying him. to find him, yeah. Like Chandler's like, I can't find Guy Stones. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to find him. I'm searching all my profiles. I can't find him. I forgot that his name is Poltergeistky on oh, social media. Yeah. Until, yeah. until he sent a message, I was like, eh. Yeah, I felt like a dumb. Sorry, sorry, guy. Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, at 7050, we have Greg West. Uh, we had some fun. Oh, yeah, we had fun. Yeah, Greg, tell your wife we want to do another cruise, man. Hey, you gotta come cool. with us. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, at $80 a month, we have there are three things I have learned to never discuss with people religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. Great pumpkin. Uh, butterscotch. I feel sad that's going to be like the last time I read that one. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's, I'm it's, I'm it's, I don't change by the next. Uh, the next yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. Uh, at $100 a month, we have Andre's mom and Accent Doors officially sponsor the five days a week Rona campaign. And yes. happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Andre's yeah. mom. Happy birthday. Also at $100 a month, we have John at Radio Ronan is the bomb.com. Thank you, dude. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. At $105.75, we have Denise Godzilla Huntsaker. Think of me as your big brother. That's marrying your mom. Wait, hold on. We're brothers who share the same mom slash wife? I think it's Bill and Ted. It, it the more I hear it, the more like I think it. it's Bill and Ted. We're not allowed to check in until the next show. Next show. show. Next yeah, show, we can show. check that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, Denise, for, for everything. At 110.78, we have Bathsoft, Kinderton Ash, Sage Derby, <laughs> Lancashire, Cornish Yorg. Oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> Stitchleton. Oh, Stitch- Stitchleton. I've heard of that one. I've heard really? Stitched yeah. up, yeah. 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 Bl- Black Sticks Blue, Sophia Blue, <laughs> Courtingdale, and Blunk. <laughs> that's Blonk. so good. Shropshire Blue. Come on. Come on. At least, at least make it happen. Shropshire Blue. Shropshire Blue, mate. Uh... It's Adam, but it's really Chris's fault. Yeah, Adam Hunsaker, really yeah. who I love dearly. <laughs> At 111.11, we have just the girl, Jean, Jean Marie. Yeah, it was awesome yeah. to see her. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah, and Craig. Yeah. Awesome. Craig yeah. uh, it's, it was nice that she was in town at the same time we were uh, in town. Honestly, from her world mm. tour. Yeah. That, that, no that, uh, that amazing human being is on, like, she's on the road more than Tears for Fears. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's on, like, a perpetual, she's on, like, a Kiss world tour. Right. Yeah. At $120, I'm on Semper Fi to Radio Ronin. That's Darren, Darren Phillips. Phillips. Uh, I hope you had a good time with the ghost time, man. We had yeah. some, some pretty yeah, cool things happen. Yeah, it was good fun. So, really good yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Darren. Yeah, thank you, man. At $150 a month, we have Steven Spank Murray of Red Rock Heating and Cooling. I, I missed Spank at the ghost time. Oh, dude, where were you? He was going to show up. Uh, Sp- Stephen Spank Murray, great guy. Red Rock Heating and Cooling. Now that it's cold in Utah, you, you're, yeah. you're probably going to need him. Now's, so give him now's the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alrighty. Now at $350 a month, the person who was at the ghost hunt but remained anonymous. Yep. Keep it rolling, you glorious bastards. It's Woo-hoo! anonymous. Yeah. Holy and, cow. And I want anonymous to know because I don't know if they were aware. Um, there were actually three shirts there uh, that said, I am anonymous. I noticed it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, Three yeah. different I Am Anonymous uh, Radio Rona t-shirts. I was like, yes, there. it's working. Yep. It was two yeah, or three of the awesome. t-shirt meetup as well, actually. I yeah. saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then at $351 a month, wrapping us up here, my evil auntie, your evil twin, yeah. Angela, Queen of Quench, they're thank on, you so wow. much. They're on crutches serving drinks. I felt like a oh, shit yeah. heel. She's kicking awesome. Yeah. Kicking ass as always. Yeah. Uh, Angela, I love you. Love your uh, love your whole family. Thank you, Chris, Angela's husband. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris, for coming out yeah. and helping as well. Mm-hmm. That was something that we didn't say on the last one that we I'm very much should have said. Yeah, was, like Chris was thank you to Chris Hammond as well. Yeah, thank you, dude. Uh, great guy. Thanks for coming out. So, um, okay, we are almost to the end of our oh, Halloween special. No! I know, it's like a, no. a single tear rolls down Chunga's cheek. No! Uh, exactly. Greg, Greg, it is time yes. for your final Halloween movie <laughs> shout-out of 2022, I my friend. Know. And I'm so bummed about this because I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want it to be over. I'm just not yet. ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> As exactly. Shannon's putting up a as Shannon's putting up a Christmas tree downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not ready. So go ahead, Panda. What do we yeah. have for your final Halloween shout out? Now, oddly enough, this is one that I actually thought I might have done on a past uh, episode. But mm. as I look through all the movies that I've done, I actually haven't done this one. I had put it up Ooh. on a separate list as a kind of a, um, oh, what, what do you call it? I'm trying to think of the word for it. Uh, like a, like an on-deck list or kind of a... Yeah, yeah an yeah, options almost list? kind of like a uh, honorable mention. That's the there word. You oh, there, there you go. There you go. Okay. So it ended up on that, but I've never actually talked about it. And I thought I might have done it because I've actually mentioned this movie like 8 billion times on the show, but just never (laughs) adding it as the... uh, So it comes from 2007. And instead of making you guys watch Coco the last time I was in Vegas, (laughs) I made you watch this movie. It's called Trick or Treat. Trick hey. or treat. Yes. Yeah, so I've never actually done this as a. I thought uh, I could have sworn you did. This is awesome. Up. Yeah. 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 Nice. I thought I had done it as well, but as I, like I said, as I looked at the list, I'm like, I haven't done this one yet. So cool. This is one of those movies. I mean, pretty much the premise is simple and easy. It's five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. So, so I'm, I'm going to stop you there, Panda. Uh, yes. I didn't know that there were five stories inter- interwoven mm-hmm. with each other. So I was watching this. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> exactly. and I'm like trying to put yeah. all the pieces together. You, and have like, to, it, you have to watch it a couple of times, I think, yes. to understand it. Yeah. yeah. And then I started yeah. like putting it up like, oh, and they all like interwork with each other. And then it all. Exactly. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All the movies by the end, you're going to go, OK, now this makes sense. So the first time you see it, you're like. What's happening? I don't know Uh what's going on in this movie because it cuts between these different stories. And then by the end, you're like, okay, now this fully makes sense. And it's one of those. I watch this at least three to four times every October. So can I just tell you, I have to you showed it to us for the first time. Mm -hmm. And Shannon had said, I love this movie. I've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's really, really good. We get watching it and she's like, wait a minute. This is not the movie that I watched. Um, This is a totally different movie. Yeah. To be fair to Shannon, there actually are a couple different movies called Trick or Treat. Uh, there's okay. one from the 80s that I think was the one that she was possibly thinking of. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Completely different from what this one is. So yeah. um, this movie I love for a variety of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's hard to figure out. Yep. 
You have to watch it a couple of times to understand what's going on. It covers a lot of classic Halloween movie slasher type tropes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's it's fun in the way that they do it. But the thing that I love the most about this, Greg, I'm so glad you had us watch it because it feels like Halloween. Like a lot of horror movies that you watch. That's what I wanted to bring up. They don't feel like Halloween. Exactly. You know, it feels like a Halloween movie. And I love that. Like even Halloween doesn't really feel like a Halloween movie. It kind of does does. when it gets dark, but not like this. Yeah. Or like Scream. Like Scream's not a Halloween movie. It's just a slasher. There's nothing Halloween about it. But this like. You have the fall leaves. You have pumpkins everywhere. There's kids in costumes. It's on Halloween night. It's Halloween night. It's wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because everything in this movie, like, you know, like the premise says, it takes place on Halloween night. I mean, and there's pumpkins involved in this. There's there's (laughs) trick-or-treaters involved all throughout this. And there's a little kid in a in a horrible little costume named that, Sam. That little shit Sam. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the costume is great up until one point, which yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into that. There, yeah, there's, there, there's yeah. a little bit in it that I'm just like, I wish they wouldn't have ever taken the weird mask off of this character. Yeah, there's an but issue still. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's a great movie, and it's just one of those. I, I like. I said I have to watch it. In fact, I watched it just over this past weekend again. Nice, cool. nice. Because I, I just deal. have to do that, and it's got a great cast in it. You've got the great uh, Brian Cox in this. Right. Um, you've also got Anna Paquin in this. Oh, let's see who else is in the. Oh, so some trivia for you. Brian Cox yes. was the last guest to ever appear on the radio show. Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? Brian Cox was on the day the show went away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great guy. Very nice guy. Oh, Hmm. yeah. No, and I can imagine. I mean, he's such a great, uh, especially a character actor where he does these different roles. Like, he was even in The Ring. And his character is, I mean, he's not even exactly a super scary character, but he's still scary in the movie. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. in Troy. He's in the Bourne films. He's in horror yeah. movies. Yeah. He's kind oh, of yeah. all over the place. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, good uh, pick, man. Good pick, yeah. and a great way Thanks. to send off Halloween. Well done. Let's hear it for the butterscotch pan. Yeah, that's a lot of movies, dude. Halloween. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, all right, friends. So, just real quick, that is Halloween for Brady Ronan. Yeah. Yay! So yes. We wish you all from Chris. Greg Chandler, myself, wish you all a very, very happy Halloween. Hope you all stay safe. Uh, we will not be doing a show on Halloween. We'll be back that next Thursday. Okay, yeah. Uh, with a regular show and uh, ringing in the holidays. So, um, again, we hope you have a great holiday. Thank you for checking out all the Halloween shows, and we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>